Yeah, man. Um, so, well, I think actually, for, first off, I'll say let's because I've, I've started recording now properly, so we're proper recording oh. and everything. Welcome everyone to Mate It Show. Oh, hey, which is a which is a stupid title for a stupid show idea that I had um, for uh, a stupid little group of that's fucking amazing. So, goddamn yeah. welcome. It looks like we're going to be talking Trek, sort of like gonna you know I guess for uh, strange new worlds at least. If anyone else wants to get involved, we're more than happy. Um, just get in touch with us. Um, but I just, I just, I just kind of figured it would be cool to get to engage a little bit more with this group. You know, um, I, I kind of, I, ne- I feel like I neglect it sometimes. And, and Mike picks up the slack a great deal. In fact, you do all the work in the group. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't do all the work. I don't do all. The, the only work. work that happens is done by you. Um, uh, and and we should say on the group, if you haven't uh, seen Strange New Worlds yet. If you live in a territory that Paramount Plus does not exist in, eventually Paramount Plus is out in June in a couple more geographies. But um, consider for all strange new worlds, links will be in the uh, in in the doobly doo, as they say. Took me yeah. half an hour to explain that to my dad, the Paramount thing, and I was like, "Strange new worlds is starting." And he was like, "I'm fuck, I'm fucking out of here. When, when when's that coming out? Oh, you won't be able to see it." You're yeah. not going to be, no, no, you can't see it. How are you going to watch it? Computer. Ah, fucking, really, fucking. Yeah. That's how old your children I mean, sound. Really, fucking, really, Paramount, you know, can't organise um, a piss up in a brewery, really, uh, when it comes to streaming. There is, um, when it comes to the streaming and advertising and all that, no, but when it comes to making Star Trek, this episode, I reckon they fucking yeah. figured it out. Yeah. So um, let's get right into it. Love that title. Did you like it? I love that <laughs> title card. I love the title card. The little, um, you know, the like, like what Star Wars and Marvel have before any of their shit. Star Trek yeah. now has the. Which um, I can't remember. It was it under uh, Star Trek Universe because that that's the, apparently the name of. Um, you know, all the shows, what they operate under now is the Star Trek universe, the Star STU. Trek, the STU. Oh, no, yeah. That's, no, that's... that's Stew. Stew, the stew. The stew. Oh, um, that, that, oh. that, that's apparently what it was being reported. Um, that, that's locked in the back of my mind somewhere, so it must have been reported at some point. That's amazing. Now, mm. every single thing that happens in Star Trek is going to get mixed into the stew, baby. Yeah, I mean, God only knows, it, obviously, you know, from the MCU or whatever, they feel like they've got to have a title for the universe. But everything's self-contained anyway and has been since the 60s. You know, <laughs> you're not worried about um, a, a, a spum out there making the uh, making content. Hey, I'm not worried about spum. No. <laughs> I ain't scared of no spum. I ain't scared of spum. No. I'm afraid no. Anyway. But yeah, so we'll we'll do non spoilers first. What did mm. you think of the the episode overall? I very much liked it. Uh, of course, uh, you know the, there's there's one or two things like it. It's obviously more more self contained, um, but you know you can you can see where they're setting stuff up really, and it has to reference disco. 
Um, and I feel like the, the references to disco probably slow it down a bit, but are probably important to the episode enough that you're not, um, it doesn't feel like you're wading through crap when, when you're um, referencing disco and uh, a, a show that's, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't like apparently um, from what I hear, you know, okay. so <laughs> from, from what I hear, they, they like to complain about it. Um, but, it, you know, when, when you've got the show and everything, everyone's working on one particular storyline, even if it's, you know, different people on the enterprise, people on the planet, you know, they're all working towards a common goal rather than um, the more COVID-affected seasons of the last two treks yeah. we've had where yeah. people are split up and, you know, uh, they'll, they'll touch base with another uh, every what was the word that they had was it clumps nests what was yeah. it they called it people pods when people yeah. were allowed to be in a pod podding up um, yeah podding up yeah. That's, I think that's what they called it but so, I think that's but like the callbacks to Discovery I think are just kind of like a necessity of, yeah. of any kind of spin off um, well that and you know it for Again, still in non-spoilers or whatever, but the the resolution of, of the episode um, is framed around uh, you know Pike's experiences in in Disco mm. season two. Yeah. So you know, for for anyone who's forgotten, because Disco was Disco season two was ages ago. Pike saw his um, him being in a uh, fully black wheelchair beeping away. He saw him getting yeah, hit by Delta radiation and. And, and all that so he, he's living with that now he, he's yeah. living with seeing his own um, he calls it death but uh, you know uh, I mean, the death of who he was I mean yeah it's it's easy for someone to say it that way considering you know the pike that we got in season two was 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 very kind of vital and yeah and alive and you know very much you know active he was on his feet mm. you know um, it's a it's a big shame that time stone didn't um show him you know him yeah getting to walk around again yeah it didn't <laughs> show him the like oh yeah but then at the end of like being you know a head in a box for yeah. however many years you're gonna go into like a, a virtual dreamland on the planet with the with the people with the big pulsating vein heads yeah talos for Talos Four, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I, I've got a terrible. That, not the planet with the people with the pulsating heads. Yeah, I, I've got a terrible I've... memory, Think terrible for... memory for episode titles, but I, I, I can sometimes do a planet or two. Yeah, man, that that I, lo- I love that effect from that episode in the original in the in the original pilot episode. It's just like, oh, oh, it's so gross. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, the melting face because. You know, obviously, when he he sees it and when he re-sees it in this episode, it is still melting away. You know, yeah. where whereas in um, Cage and Menagerie, it, it's Menagerie pretty much fixed. Fixed. Yeah, it it's is. Oh, it's set. Oh it's, no, it's, he, not, it's not fixed. Yeah, it's set. It's set in place. It's, yeah, they they've left him out for a while, yeah. uh, and he's yeah. set. Yeah. It's scabbed. Well, How about you though? What 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 did you think of the episode? I I loved it. The the, the resolution in particular, like for me, mm. what like what I love in science fiction and what I especially love about Trek is the metaphor and allegory to to today. Um, yeah. 
you know, and this episode has a good message. It definitely, it talks about, it's the, the thing that's happening in the episode and, and it resolves what happens in the episode, but it, it does so in a way that where, you know, it very much feels like they're talking about us today, here on, on yeah. planet Earth, in the real world. Um, and it, it, it's it's the same sort of message where you know Trek Trek doesn't say um, or at least to me that that things are going to be perfect or, or we're not going to have to go through struggle before things no. get perfect. No, <laughs> but, you know. no it, it very much like like I was you know I was talking to a friend and I was saying like this episode. Pardon me, I'm burping from drinking lager. I'm gross. A lot of people complain that Trek is Trek, new Trek, spell N N U like. Like 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 new metal, yeah. So like new Trek, Star Trek Discovery being like the Linkin Park of Star Trek, very mm. emotional, um, very loud, but also very like you know slick. Um, yeah. Uh, that was an ad. Lib. I just came up with that. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, well, it's, it's different demographics track. as well. Yeah, it's yeah. different well, yeah. demographics. New Trek isn't Trek. It's no longer hopeful. It's all emo and depressing. And what I've done. Um, but but like, it's it's not. There's, there's but, different demographics no, that no, you absolutely, aim for. Absolutely. Yeah. But this episode was very hopeful. It was all. Yeah, but, yeah. But in 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 saying that, it, it was also like it's, it's also kind of daunting because, you know. It does imply that you know we still potentially have much deeper oh, yeah. struggles to go through before we can get to the um, socialist utopia. Of we, we've got we've got some shit to go through before we uh, before we get to some happy times, really. Yeah, some of the imagery in this episode, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into. Um, sure. <laughs> what in in real life or just talking now? <laughs> well. Uh, I look forward to experiencing <laughs> that imagery myself in uh, in twenty thirty six. Well, I mean, some of it, some of it, you know, but some some of the some of the imagery is some things from the real world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's real world stuff, and then it changes to um, some stock imagery, some um, some new new CG stuff for for the show, obviously. Yeah. Um, and don't you love it when? Uh, you know, Star, Star Trek holds the mirror up and points out how uh, how shit we live at the moment. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's it's very it's vindicating as yeah. as a person living on the Earth in today. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's vindicating, and I love it when Star Trek holds that mirror up, and mm. I go, yeah. And then I hold yeah. the mirror up, and I go, yeah. And then it's me and Star Trek holding mirror at each other. <laughs> I, I, de I don't think they'll. Obviously, they they kind of um, they're not so good a, a prognosticator. Prognosticator. I don't know words. Um, that yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, you know. Hey, what man, I mean. This um, is not the time nor the place for no prognosticating. No. Yeah, I, I should use um, two pound words rather than ten pound words. Um, ten. Pound. But you know, if if they actually like fulfil what. Um, you know they did they did in this and star trek maybe should should be doing more of season two you know um the, the shit going on in america at the moment i don't know if you heard over the last week um <laughs> with, with with certain laws being repealed you know 
track track in the ideal should hold mirrors up to uh, that sort of thing. And you know they they've got a, a year now to um, to get writing and to get an episode in in the bank that is that sort of thing. Although I'm, I'm sure they're already writing or written a fair bit of season two already. But for standalone stories, you can be more reactive. You don't have to plan out. You can focus on individual yeah. issues. You can have like, you know, I won't be surprised if 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 there is a uh, if we if we see a lot of metaphor mm. in this next series. I'm hoping yeah. for it anyway. But like, you know, oh, yeah. we saw yeah. some today, and it's and it's what people kind of, you know, have looked forward to in in track. You know? Yeah. Um, so if, if we get a, um, you know, a, an abortion-based episode or, or a metaphor for the abortion debates next year, then it's, yeah, you know, that it, it's what it should be for, this sort of thing. And it's what Tier West did well, and it's what Tier, TNG did well um, yeah. a lot of the time, or you yeah, know, some of the time. You know, and it's something, you know, with, with, with you know, with Picard, I feel like they, they touched on, like, the... You know, they had the the episode where, where they, they walked past fires. fires. They, yeah, they briefly glanced at so, uh, like social issues. Um, yeah, it definitely kind of felt a bit more like they were just kind of reminding us that they were there, which yeah. is fine. And that that needs doing. We yeah. need to be reminded at all times that the planet's on fire. You know, it, it still feels weird, weird for me. You know, Rios had that whole experience with ice. And at the end of the season, he's still again. Sorry, card spoilers. Uh, he's still like, nope. This is where I want to live. I've yeah. got my hot nurse, okay. and I've got okay. proper cigars. I fucking love it in the past. You know, Whatever this is me. Say, bro. <laughs> like I was, you know, I was, I was like in my head. I was like, are they going to bring them to the future? Like they did in, yeah. in but they can't do. That's how they do. That's what happened in the voyage home. Yeah, I mean they they did everything else from the voyage home. Why can't they do that? You know, if you were hot nurse and you had the choice of, uh, you know, going to be living in, you know, other than her son apparently needed to be there to uh, cure pollution and stuff like that, uh, you you either have to have your boyfriend from the future join you in the past and live through um, some terrible shit. Yeah, and he's just like, no, no, go in the future. No, can we go to the future? No, no, no. We're gonna stay in the past and like get ready for World War Three. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. We'll batten down the hatches. Yay. Cool. It really, I, I, I say, it really makes you wonder what is Rios running away from? Well, apparently his responsibilities. <laughs> you know, he, he's a captain of a starship, and he's yeah, just he got, like, he got, he got, you know, I'm a bit got, bored of this already. So, like, you know what? I thought. I kind of thought I wanted to be the captain of of, of a Federation yeah. starship, but I actually think it kind of fucking sucks. I've done um, this for a year, yeah, you know. I've still got like four years on my yeah. contract. Like, yeah. I've still signed up for however many years. I'm just, I'm gonna fucking desert. My future girlfriend is a Borg now, and and you know, yeah. or my future ex girlfriend lives uh, in the future as a Borg, and maybe I don't want to go that. back there. I'm just not you into know. that. No, 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 no. So, just before we go into like non-spoilers, then should we maybe like just just quick word on like some of the characters stuff? Yeah, yeah. Personally, I I was a big fan of just about everyone. Um, 
Uh, what we got here? There, there's some that get there's some get that get more play than others. Uh, some that get a lot more play than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we definitely hmm. we definitely get like we get fed a lot of inklings of of some storylines and some things to come on on a few characters. You know, hmm. um, we don't meet every character, so like the episode isn't like oversaturated with a uh, with uh, all and and my name is Chiki. My name is Cha Cha. Yeah. Um, uh, or any of that. So yeah, Hema, uh, the uh, chief engineer, beams in like in the, in the last pretty much second. thirty seconds before the, you yeah. know before the episode ends. And so, and to be fair, he probably needs more. About, um, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, probably because he's got to explain yeah. like everything. He's blind. He's, he's a blind. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a blind. Anar. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And apparently there was only, you know, Shran only thought there was about a thousand of them um, left. So, you know, he, he's one of a, a thousand of a subspecies of Andorian, which, you know, it's nice one on a crew finally. Spoilers. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I fucking loved every second of this episode, like full on straight <laughs> up. Like, ah, uh-uh, it all oh, is everything I wanted. It was gorgeous. It looked good. The fucking the cast are all great. I'm looking mm. forward to getting into it with those, them lot. Fucking Pike's great. Spock's great. He's, he's another excellent job by a, another wonderful Ethan. Um, he needs he needs a proper haircut though. That's he Spock. To, never mind haircut. He needs chest hair. Well, he, he he's Spock easily has the chest hair. He's easily the buffest spot. He fucking yeah, trimmed yeah. him down. They trimmed, they trimmed <laughs> him all smooth for this. It's ridiculous. He's got uh, neck down alopecia. This spot. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Maybe it's to like. Maybe it's for when you're in like, you know, EV suits because they're they're very tight now. That or we know <laughs> he was um, on Vulcan for fucking. So yeah, maybe but... he's he's trying to re- reduce friction. Man, I tell um, you what, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed. Like. Like, we'll get. To, I was kind of disappointed that we got the sex scene in the first episode. I wanted a little bit more. I wanted to build up a little bit more anticipation. You know, you wanted uh, that mystique. Yeah, I mean, you, you can you I can wanted, see I like why. The, um, I like the build up. I like the. I like. It. I like the. You, you can definitely see why um, Topring is like so hot and horny in, in TOS that she's just like, no, you were gone for so long that I what I did. Is yeah. um, I've arranged this whole thing for you to be you to die, and me to just fuck this new guy. Oh, that's a long <laughs> time to think about this. Yeah, she's just having like that whole time in a mock time. She's just having flashbacks mm. to to that night in this last episode. She's oh just yeah, like, <laughs> you deserve this. Um, what I you asked you to you... marry me, and no. you left me. You went to go hang out with a with a with a very handsome man. And yeah, should I be worried? Back, you come back with a different handsome man. Yeah, ridiculous. But like, what I, what, I, what I thought was good with uh, Spock as well, since we're talking Spock, is you can definitely see him being a lot personable with Pike. You can see that they've got a history. Like yeah. when when um, he calls and interrupts sexy time, um, to Pring, uh, I think calls Pike by his first name. 
you know, they're all on first name terms. Uh, Pike knows, whereas uh, Kirk didn't know. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk is like, oh, you've got, what, what are you talking about, a wife? Whereas like Pike's got this inbuilt, you know, oh no, we, we've been friends for a while. He's been my first officer for yeah, a while. Yeah, no, Kirk's like, well, Kirk, yeah, well, Kirk's very much about himself. I would imagine hmm. Spock, like, like, Kirk didn't even know that Spock's dad, like, Sarek was Spock's dad when they first met. Like, yeah. You know, he, Spock didn't tell him until he asked if they knew each other. Pike would absolutely know that. I bet, hmm. Pike, I bet Pike and Sarek have conversed often. What well, we know they have. Yeah, they've met. They've yeah. definitely met. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they are Facebook friends. <laughs> the Zuck of the future is, is mining their data. Yes. When Zuckerberg is like a Futurama style head in a jar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. You know, Spock, other than he needs a haircut, fantastic. Um, he needs a haircut and he needs those sideburns shortened. Um, I, I went back, you know, because I, I was watching everything and saw Discovery, the end of um, season two, when he comes in with a shaved beard and stuff like that, and he's just got proper sideburns, just, like, you know, like, like yeah, full no, sideburns no, rather than, like, track ones. Sideburns. Like, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like that in the, in that ending of Discovery, and I think it's just because we go from like bearded Spock to smooth Spock, and that mm. is always a jarring transition. I just shaved yeah. earlier today, and immediately I was like, ah. but yeah. now I'm like, yeah, this is all right. I mean, I mean they're fine, but they're too long. You know, the track has you know well, pointed. Mine or Spock's? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Spock's. I would, I would yeah. never comment. Even no. never comment. Um, but like Spocks are, are fine, they're just too long, and you know, they, they do this weird point forwards thing where it's well, like, like, yeah, well, I mean, this Star Trek always has the point, <laughs> but because they're like, you know, ever since the original series, because they always like, like it's the 60s and it's like old school barber rules, so mm. you'll always see there's like, there is like a line, that, so there's yeah, a line it goes, it goes the forward tip a bit. Of your ear, to the to the to your to the tip of your lip, and that should be like that's like old school barber rules of like where you kind of shape things on your cheek. Okay. And the tip of most of their sideburns lines up to lines up with that line. That's the mm. thing. So like if you trim like if you trim your cheekbones, if you keep growing a beard and you just trim like that bit of your cheekbone, you want to be sticking along this line. Um. Well, let's keep and here's me let's just like <laughs> whacking them off. Yeah, yeah we, we've moved on to hairstyling. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about more of the style when we like when we talk about like the uniforms in a bit. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, should we just go through like the start of the episode? We open up um, mm. with uh, what is the name of the planet? Um, it's Kylie two seven nine. Kylie um, Minogue. Kylie Minogue Kylie version Minogue. Oh, version yeah. 279. Yes. With, so, with apparently an incredibly small ship, the uh, USS Archer. Yeah, well, um, one, one little little drive section with a little nacelle. I thought it was Well, cute. that and um, free crew. That was its total crew complement. There's, yeah, there's, 
400 people like, was, or 200 was, people on the Enterprise. Um, it's the ship that's a salt shaker in, in, yeah. in the 2009 Star Trek. And presumably, with the crew complement of three, it was about the same size. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's a weird one. It's a weird one, but you know, it's a it's a nice looking ship. So um, the the USS Archer is above uh, Kylie Minogue's planet. And... Kylie Minogue, and we are treated to aliens who are like what one of my favorite Star Trek tropes, which is aliens that are at the same level of development as we are now, hmm. which is always a cool. I, I always love it when they do that. I love it when they did that in the. Um, first contact episode of next generation yeah one of them like one of the more problematic episodes um i would say um of next generation just because of some of the content or depending on on oh the way um you look be, at because because uh, of, of the um the what's writer, her name the, yeah um, not not um fraser's wife um, no, it's, no it's not is it Fraser? no it's yeah no it's Fraser's yeah it's, wife. Fra- it's, it's Fraser's wife, wife did we we never saw no wife, we didn't we? we didn't see maris yeah and for whatever reason i can't remember um Niles's wife uh fraser's wife at the moment uh, um, drop, drop that if anyone's watching if anyone's watching put it down in the comments below what fucking yeah. Fraser's ex-wife was called mm. No, no, no. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, I love it. They did it in like in um in uh, that episode of Voyager where the planet moved really fast. Uh, mm. You know, they, and in, they in typical in Trek tradition, they, they are, know, which is definitely kind of Trek. Yeah, and, and in typical Trek tradition, they are um, humans with shit stapled onto the face yeah, or glued onto their faces. They have like flipper hands, I think. Did they? Maybe. I, mi- I missed flipper hands. Maybe I missed flipper did. hands. I, I know they had no, like Dax style tattoos no, down the, the legs as well. Yeah, no, it's it's in the fir- it's in Next Generation First Contact when they have oh. their flipper hands. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like Danny DeVito in Batman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She She's going to be, she's going to have an interesting Night, Lilith. Thank you, Jason. Nice one, Jason. Um, Lilith. Oh Lilith. yeah, because like she's yeah. evil, yeah. <laughs> and she was goth. So Lilith, yeah, in- incredibly attractive in both of them. That's probably that's goth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she she would have had an interesting time with Riker once to get those flippers off. You know, that there is there's well, uh, well, stuff I imagine you can do without exactly flippers that you can't with flippers. That's exactly mm. why it was going down. And like you know, I like if you listen to some conspiracy theorists, you'll they'll tell you that there is a secret um, alien breeding program going on within the deepest levels of global government, um, where they're secretly snatching people up and forcing them to breed with aliens. And listen. Uh, I don't believe that conspiracy theory because I reckon if they wanted to do that, all they would have to do is ask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're willing and able here. Um, I'm fucking alien. <laughs> we're not here to talk about what aliens we would have. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're we're not we're not going to go through all the species at least on this yeah. episode of uh, you know mated show of of you know would you or won't you? Yeah, no, um, the. the... Oh man! Oh, there's definitely something there, mate. It show anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, even better. There we go. 
Um, does it go to Pike then? Uh, Pike and Robert April. Pike. Yeah, Pike. Pike watching the day the Earth stood still. Yeah. Um, and Pretty much talking about the Federation. Yeah. You know. What do you think of um, Mountain Man Pike? Very masculine, riding his horse oh yeah 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 man beard. Well, you know, I, I think we, we've all gone there <laughs> over lockdown at some point. So, yeah, Any, lockdown, anyone who yeah. could grow a beard would lock, grow a beard at some point. I've grown, um, I've grown a beard before. I did the other one at the start of lockdown. I shaved my head. Ah, you know, it, it's got to be done. You've got to change up the look. And, and uh, For a short film I made for uni, I recreated the ablution montage from uh, from American Psycho. But instead of yeah. me doing like a skincare routine, it was mostly just like me. Walking around in my underwear, smoking weed and shaving my head. I, I have seen that one. I have seen that. You, you yeah, did send it over. I was on the stream when you yeah, presented you saw it. My yeah, ass. Yeah. You saw my ass. I warned you all. I did warn. Bear in mind. Yeah. I did warn my ass is in this. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you know, no, it's, it's, it's no, an interesting way to. Uh, Should I warn them? And I was like, no. It's an interesting way to be in introduced to, you know, the live action you. Um, uh, you know, hey, have it, having your ass presented. Uh, I'm an open book, or as as the Scottish would say, my bum's out the windy. More calisthenics will close up that open book, I'd say. <laughs> I'd be joking. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any, man. I'm too burnt out to do any more yogic stretches. Anyway, Mount, Mountain Mountain Pike. Mountain um, Man Pike. Loved it. Uh, living, living in Montana, like, you know, um, Averitt's his hometown. It, it's definitely where in the cage he says, you know, I'm going to retire and go and, you know, live in Montana and stuff like that and eat picnics and, and stuff like that. And I mean, like, it's, I mean, it's a good life, you know, you know, I mean, Starfleet's not a military, but, you know, he's a military man and he's, he's, he's put his time in, he's got his homestead and that's a thing yeah. to think about, you know, when you retire. I mean, it looks it's like visually different life. as well because yeah. they, they could have just said it somewhere where it was summer and he was having picnics and, and stuff like that. that place where they film nice things near like where they filmed like all of the nexus stuff in oh, generations yeah. and wherever they filmed where yeah they, they, they could have done that but having it having it in winter and having everything like that yeah. makes it more visually interesting for yeah. the episode as well you go through more different looking places yeah. we rarely um, see harsh weather on earth yeah. Well, you, you really see different climates on any planet, really. Mm. Anytime they go to a planet, it's a, a very mono, uh, <laughs> it's one type of climate. Yeah. It is oh, yeah. a uh, desert planet. It is. Captain, this planet, planet seems to be made primarily of styrofoam. Yeah. It, whereas, you know, it, you show at least that Earth still has different stuff going on. Yeah. In a very, um, it's not Kirk-esque necessarily, but he he's got a he's got another captain um that seems to me like a, a friends with benefits um sort of yeah. thing where where yeah. they are they are captains and if they're in if they're on earth at the same point they are you know they're going yeah. to town yeah um hey it's it's uh, perfectly healthy and which you know understandable uh, with the pressures that come with command yeah you know you see it, it, it can't it can't be any less healthy than um Fucking a random woman on a planet yeah. every week. It kind of, in in some ways, it, uh, it it quantifies the differences between Pike and Kirk. In that, that's Kirk, mm. that Kirk's more Kirk's more of a banging random aliens kind of guy. Pike, he's Pike not though. Pike can keep it in his pants. He's, he's Kirk, got, Kirk bangs like he's got four four or five random aliens, and two of those 
are, if you don't fuck this girl, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> or I need to fuck this girl to win her over so she'll let me out of this prison so I'm free um, and can get one over on the bad guy. Yeah, but it's not about what you see. It's not the, It's not textual. It's it's implied. It's good. Look at yeah, his yeah, face. Yeah. It's that face that he's, he's always doing this. <laughs> he's always doing the... He's got the face of a guy who fucks. Uh, I will. I will not say. Uh, you know. I will not say he doesn't have the the that face. <laughs> no, you know what face I mean. He's not decided yet, or he, he's pretty much decided. Let's say that he doesn't want to return to the Enterprise. He, he's on a break as it's being yeah. refit or repaired after. Um, it's probably after the end of Disco season two because it's a hundred days after. Um, Disco season two ended, so they, really? they I didn't, yeah. I didn't so realize that. I assumed it was like a year. No, they they say um, you know Spock says it's been three months, ten days, you know, so many hours, whatever. So it's been a hundred days since they they fought, um, you know, Section Thirty One and all those little ships and all that crap. Mm. Um, so it, it's probably been in refit, being repaired, and you know. All the any extra technology that, that we've got around Earth at, this, at that point, you know, let, let's just load on the nice sensors now. You know, we've got better sensors now. If you're being repaired, let's load those yeah. shit on. Yeah. Um, but he I doesn't know if he wants to go back. Yeah, that's because the thing, like, I wouldn't say he's. I'd like, like you say, he's all but he's all but decided. But you definitely like. Maybe this is just me kind of reading into it, but you definitely kind of get the feeling like he just doesn't. He doesn't want to make that choice. No, you know. Well, he, he's waiting until the last minute to tell anyone. Yeah. At least, he's you know, he's saying, making, "Well, making any kind of hard, yeah. hard leaps." He's know? saying, "You know, the Enterprise leaves in a week or two. I'll, I'll you know, I've still got plenty of time to make a decision." Absolutely. And that's because he's still fucked in the head from seeing himself. Um, you know, totally and sitting totally, in front of a freaking you know, bar fire or whatever. And uh, as as we keep saying, it's all completely understandable. Like the shit oh, yeah, that he's yeah. got, the shit that he's seen, the shit that he's having to process is, is. I mean, there's getting like a, a terminal diagnosis and then there's mm. seeing the result of it and then being told it's 10 years away or however long. So it's, it's not even like, it's yeah. not even like, oh, I've got to get my affairs in order. It's, oh, I've got to like, I know I'm going to have this hanging over me for the next 10 years. It's not even seeing it, though. It's seeing and feeling it. In disco, he's like, and I felt every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, Jesus Christ. You know, it's not like uh, being your, having your face melted once. You felt that and you know for the next 10 years, you're going to get your face melted at some point. <laughs> Which God only knows... You know, I, I watched back uh, Disco season two and his his face melting scene. There's nothing to say which year it is um, that he gets melted the fuck. But he's like, oh no, that's that's eight nine years away. I'm fine with that. Um, and as far so as he great. knows, he he doesn't know that his face will ever set. He he didn't see himself um, he with a set it. face. He didn't say he didn't see it set in place. He's a magnum ice cream on a hot day um, when he saw himself. So just. Getting on to the next bit, we meet Admiral Robert April, which, yeah. who was, uh, I think, is a cool addition to bring into the series. Nice, yeah. nice um, sort of bringing in um, TAS cannon. Um, mm. 
What did you think of Robert April? I thought it was very good, of course. And, you know, it it, it it fully establishes in canon that Pike was his um, first officer. D- Disco did it as well, but yeah. as a, like a background thing. Um, you know, I presume you're the same, but... Absolutely. That people, when it comes to um, saying when it's like, oh, but canon, he's white. Oh, but he can. In canon, in, in canon, he was fucking animated. Yeah, in like, canon, he was animated. Like, and in canon, you know... In in the sixties, everyone was fucking white. <laughs> you know what? What do you want? You know, it's trying to bring in. You know, you're not trying to bring in more diversity, but it's obviously a point to bring in a bit more diversity to the cast, yeah. and hopefully, we see Robert April again. Not everyone on that bridge needs to be white, other than a horror. Absolutely, it's fucking, like I saw a tweet um, that did me in, and it was just a guy saying, like, replying to the actor who plays um, Robert April, I forget his name. Um, Adrian something. Adrian Holmes. Oh, Holmes. Um, he, he, like, he posts that he's going to be playing Robert April, um, mm-hmm. and someone commented, Star Trek is dead. And that was on Star Wars Day. So a big win for the Star Wars, Star Wars nerds. Yeah. That on Star Wars Day 2022, Star Trek died. The day before bringing yeah. out a new series. I mean, the, the, you know, Star Wars has died for those people as well. You know, they're those people that kind of accept, you know, not everyone likes the the sequel trilogy or, you know, everything that um, Disney is doing with Star Wars and not everyone likes everything that's happening with Star Trek. It, it doesn't mean that, you know, oh, well, it's dead to me, you know. Your, your old shit still exists. If you yeah. want to see a, a white Commodore April, you know, you can still watch T- TAS. Yeah. You can still yeah. watch Counterclock and, and go, oh, I'm so glad he's got a, a wife. And when he gets younger, he's slightly older than everyone else. Oh, great. Like, Isn't that wonderful? Good yeah. for him. I, I saw, I, I think it was the showrunner, and maybe it was the showrunner, maybe it was uh, Adrian Holmes, uh, responded to um, people on Twitter about the recast and, you know, people saying, you know, why did you change um, Robert April? And they went, well, we've made him a bit younger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the perfect way to handle it. Like, yeah. It was the guy who created the character when he, he, he was the guy who wrote that episode. There we go. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. I like that. He handled that with class. Fucking children. You know, it's a sad character that appears in one animated episode. It's not like they've made, you know, Kirk Black, you know, like that. It's just it's just a minor change. Yeah. Who cares? To a character who is, you know, they've, they've not done anything with. So, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, it so- appears in a total, like, reference, inclu- including being referenced, he appears in, like, four episodes of being like, oh, and Robert April is a good captain, just written on screen. And you're like, oh, my God, they've changed him from white to black. Oh, my God. Oh my Who the God. fuck cares? Yeah. Who cares? It, like, the, the only other image of Robert April is from, like, a Star Trek encyclopedia where yeah. they, like, photoshopped a Star Trek uniform onto Gene Roddenberry. That, that's why people were saying, like, oh, it's against Roddenberry's vision. And it's like... No, it's against... 
1970s Photoshop. Gene Roddenberry had Robert April as the as the captain of the Enterprise in like his first drafts, and then had Pike in like the the drafts that made it to uh, the cage, and then changed the name again to um, James D. Kirk or James James R. Kirk or, or whatever um, for the, for the start of TOS. He's just trying out names. It doesn't mean yeah. that you know. Start, fucking Gene Roddenberry's original vision was a work in progress. Right, right. Let, let's move on from right, Robert Aper anyway. So we we, we some, pissed off people that so, we're going to yeah, piss yeah, off and yeah, we don't care about it. Yeah, yeah, get fucked. Um, yeah. The opening credits. What What do you think of the ship in the opening credits? I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. There's it. something, I, I don't know whether it, the, the materials on it don't look 100% metallic to me. And I, I don't know what it is, you know. I don't um, mind it. Like, I, th- I, I wasn't so much concerned with the scenery because. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wasn't so much concerned with the finer details, rather. I was more concerned with the scenery. And yeah. what I liked about um, it, it, more than anything, it reminded me of like the animated series opening credits because it was very colorful mm. um, and obviously, you know, very similar to, um, you know, uh, Star Trek Rebels. What's it called? Prodigy. Star Wars Rebels. Uh, oh, no, uh, yeah, Trek, Prodigy. Prodigy. Star Trek Rebels. Yeah, yeah. Star, that's what I'm Star Trek Prodigy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that all Voyager, you know, flying through interesting phenomena yeah. in space. Cool. Um, um, you know, interesting, cool. It, you know, it shows off that, you know, ship is, you know, one of the characters. Um, it shows that they're going to strange places, which, you know, it's the title of the show. They better be going there. Yeah. So, I hope we um, like. I would imagine just with the the way that people that make TV now are very clever. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if we uh, if we see some of the you know if we go to some of the planets that we see in that, that opening credits. Yeah, I mean, compare it to like um, I, I I honestly don't want to you know just completely shit over Discovery all the time, but Discovery's opening credits are early 2010s on credits where they're all made by, you know, the same company or the same two companies, you know, it, it shows a schematic of this yeah. and it zooms in and does whatever. I think, I think that like, like it's discovery that, that is very much informed by the saying of, of discovery's first season with it being a prequel. Yeah. And yeah. like, but now that like, so no, is this though, and it, this feels, know, you know, but, like, but that's that's this. This is a prequel after years of people going discovery opening credits kind of shit. So then, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think I, yeah. I, you know, I definitely it def it definitely seems like the that they've you know they've taken on board a lot of stuff. Ever since the MCU started hiring actual comic book nerds to to, to supervise on their projects, the the mm. the film and TV industry has been. A lot less afraid to embrace the weirdos, and so you know, there's a lot of Trekkies writing for Trek now, which is good. Yeah, um, and you know, it's the way it should be. It's that you know, TOS had a open writing, uh, I believe, where you know, if you're a fan and wrote a script and sent it in, if if the um, showrunners thought it was good enough, they would take it, and you know, they would take it and rewrite it a lot of the time. Um, but that that's how oh, a good a good that's number just, of um, people came onto it. That's yeah, well, kid. yeah, you've got to fit within the box, or mm. you know, you've got to come close to the box. We we then like he, Pike obviously he says, "Okay, I'll do it," 
and we mm. get um, we get treated to what I'm what I'm saying is a callback to the motion picture, but I will say probably one of the few downsides to this episode, which was Pike going up to the Enterprise, and I, I just don't think that that sequence was long enough. Yeah. It, it did seem weird him him going up in a shuttle, but then transporting to the Enterprise. Yeah, like and and for us to not, you know, yeah. do a couple of laps, a couple of laps yeah. of the Enterprise, a couple of like glory shots or some of the like, you know. Did you see? Because it was a a a free birth um, shipyard. Mm. Um, there was a a Miranda style class um, ship in one of them. I did not know it's that no. So there's there's a a TOS Miranda that is you know canon now I that'll suppose. Be, oh, the, the Star Trek Online lot will be uh, will be they'll be yeah. loving that ship. Some of them will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, so, they'll be loving it, and then they'll be complaining about having to buy Zen. Um. So Pike beams over. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you think of the ship? What do you think of the ship? I think the ship's fucking. I think it, it's very nice. I think it's it's um, almost as nice as you can get it while updating it. You know, for me, the like the fact that if you take like, you know, there's some wide shots of the the Enterprise bridge from mm. Discovery season two, and if, you know, if you take one of those shots and you take a shot of the TOS bridge and you squint, they look the same, so yeah. it's fine. I mean, obviously, it's a bigger set. Yeah, but. Because TOS had to have tiny sets because it had zero budget. Yeah, you know, you know, it was a different format as well. We're, we're hmm. all, you know, everything's widescreen now, baby. It's all good. Yeah, I yeah. would probably prefer Ahura's at the front left off camera most of the time. Hmm. I'd probably prefer her behind Pike. But you know, for for a bridge change, I don't think oh, that's. If we're talking much. about like logically having communications. You want communications to to personally. I would want communications to my right. Basically, I would I, want, I would want Ahura where Spock's station is in the original series, and her turned around and facing me. Yeah. Like so, there there is an equivalent of ten forward now. I'm happy yeah. with. Yeah. I, I was never one to care that much about the being a a glass bridge, you know, uh, a, instead of a view screen, it being glass. I, I don't care that much, really. I'm okay with that. Um, like, like if because you know, it saves. I, it, I I fucking hate any any time where they've entered an ambulance and it's just like, oh no, it's static on screen, and it's just like, find anyone, get them to walk to a window, look. Yeah. And Take say, oh, phone, instead of static, there's a ship in front of you. You know, yeah. fire at the ship in front of you. It's yeah. it's approximately five degrees off off whatever, yeah. rather than looking at fucking static. Yeah, you know, we're, we're always going to have to butt up against. Oh, but they changed the ship, and and memory alpha do this where they go like, oh, Pike's Enterprise looks like the Enterprise in the cage, and then they refit it into the one in Strange New Worlds, and then they refit it again into the one in TOS. And you know, it, yeah. that you, seems like um, a, a lot of work in your, in, yeah. your, in your head to go. Well, this is how I resolve this difference: is that it looked like this, and mm. then they made it look all nice and slick, and then they were like, "All right, we're they made the bridge triple the, the size, yeah, and then they and, went." And then they were like, no, we're, bringing back the plywood. "We're bringing the plywood back in, and we're painting everything yeah. purple." 
I, I do I do think they probably could, could have done more. And Enterprise, especially later seasons, Enterprise does very well on having manual switches, mm. um, where yeah. all of the horror stuff is touchscreen. All, all the bridge controls are touchscreen. Where I think you could probably, you know, if you wanted to satisfy maybe a couple more people, and it would only be weird nerds like myself who yeah. care, you, um, you'd put in more buttons. You know, you, you'd sell a tape more uh, or glue more um, fruit pastels to to. Yeah screens which people yeah. press instead yeah, um, you know you, you could have done that chief, but, with yeah. the little with the little diodes in the, with the transporter instead of it being like a touch screen thing yeah it was like moving up like you know volume controls which to be fair considering how much the transport craps out and how much at least current day um touch screens aren't 100 perfect i would want some real manual controls yeah. To push stuff up, you know, you don't don't want to end up like the motion picture, um, like uh, Vulcan or whatever. Well, I mean, how is is that? I mean, is that how is that really how the how the transport works? Where you're pushing it down, and as I slide it up, you're going further. And if I slide about it, so like if he keeps it halfway, is that like him keeping him in the buffer? Who knows? That that's maybe how um, Scotty stayed in the buffer for for thirty years. But yeah, you know, that that's fine. And the same the same uh when we're when we were saying about Robert April, the people who complain about uh Lieutenant Kyle or whatever station he has now, Kyle being Asian uh, and the transporter chief rather than a white guy again, you know, again. Oh, was Grow it, up. Is, was, is that, Get a light. Yeah. So that 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 was a character that appeared in, um, you know, unnamed for a, a good number of episodes, and then he got a name uh, given to him by Spock uh, in a bit of TOS, and he's just generic white guy, you know, generic white guy, red uniform, and you go, well, I, I don't well, care if that guy gets yeah. um, a, a different. <laughs> He he's you know a, a different race put on him because his race wasn't anywhere near important to the character you know no. and he's he's not an important character no. in, 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 in fantasy, TOS. Like, I didn't even realize he existed. So like by the sounds of it, the only thing important to his character was that he literally filled space on a screen. So um, for for a minor oh interesting. Um, you know, why, why not? Let's invest in invent a segment called "Ooh, interesting." Um, the person who played him in uh, the Kelvin movies was um, Jimmy Doing, uh, or whatever Doing. Oh, uh, oh, um, uh, um, YouTube Sky. Yes, or, or Star Trek Continues Scotty. Yeah. Mm. Cool man. That's cool. so he, he's he's man in the transporter at some point um, in. Uh, the reboot, and you well, go like, I mean, well, you know, you know why not? It. It's in his, it's in his blood. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's in, in his, his blood. blood like, yeah. yeah. And again, it's so, so much of a non-character that people don't notice him or whatever. So, what does it matter if he changes? You know, who cares? Um, so then um, we move on to. Um, so so Pike what, Pike what, takes what um, the thing. He gets Spock on. Um, they Spock go. On. They get into uh, uniform. I want to talk about the uniforms. 
Mm. Right. What do you think of the new Go uniforms? For They're very, very nice looking. Um, like they, they are probably now the the main version of them because there's we we've seen from the trailer at least there's um, three versions. Yeah, there's Lieutenant Cal or whatever his name is is in a fourth version, which you know, fine. Um, they look incredibly comfy, and I, I do like them a lot. Yeah, it's uh, they, like, they might be my favorite. Like the direction that they've gone with a lot of Trek uniforms in the past few, like in Discovery and stuff. I always mm-hmm. compare it to like athleisure wear. Like it's it's yeah. it looks comfortable, but also durable and functional. You know, they sometimes have a pocket, a utility pocket on the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like it. Um, they they <laughs> they might be slightly overdesigned in that apparently they've got. <laughs> the mini versions of the division stamped on and it's hard to see in the episode, but um, because I've been uniform mad over the last couple of months, I've been looking at high res. So, so kind of like they did where there's in like the, the Kelvin uniforms where there's like a, there's like an image yeah. the badges all going along. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can believe that. So I think like maybe, maybe slightly over-designed there. But I think yeah, that like, I'm, I'm there's too much so- shoulder structure. I like that the, you know, I like the original series with, mm. the, with the kind of the raglan kind of like baseball cut thing going on. But the, the, the shoulder structure shoulder. works for me, at yeah. least when I'm rationalizing it, because it's the, the structure of it where it's like that. Um, and then there's bits on the, on the side and, and straight through the arms. That's a follow-on from Disco from where they had the, you know, lines up yeah. if they were in command yeah, or whatever. Totally. So, like, I so it's, it's a nice like, follow-on. Yeah. There's, the, there's the, like the a nice connective tissue. Yeah, I would imagine, I can, I can envision the shoulders losing the structure maybe in the next season or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, one, the other problem that I had with it was the undershirt. Like, I didn't like the undershirt. It, I, it, I like it. I like the, the, the shirt goes a bit too high and the sh- undershirt's a bit low. A bit too isn't low. It? And it, yeah. kind of, it kind of makes the uniform look like a bit like an American football jersey. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, if I do any cosplay, I'm I'm going more of a turtleneck type shirt. Oh yeah. So so what's your favorite tier West style? Because the, there's, there's six of them now, or whatever. Ones. Yeah. Honestly, if I if I was gonna pick a favorite, just um, in terms of like logic, and when mm. I think about what you need in a uniform. I would say the Kelvin, for the the um, 2009 Kelvin uniform. It looks functional. It's got that kind of, it kind of looks a bit like a athletic jersey, movable. It's got that cut that I like on the sleeve. Whereas like in the original series, it was like a, a it was like, you know, a red or yellow, you know, gold or blue shirt with a black collar. But in, in the Kelvin movie, it's, it's a, the shirt with an undershirt under it. The trousers, yeah. like they've got you, you know, combat boots and combat trousers with pockets. So it's functional, it's structured, it's badass, and I, I love those uniforms for sure. They, from from what I hear, majority of people they're they're more um, beyond uniform fans Again, compared it's too to much, too much structure in the shoulders. Really, too much structure in the shoulders, and I don't like okay. what they're doing with the collar in beyond. Okay. I don't like what's going on with that collar. What's going on with that collar, boys? I do like Scotty's leather jacket, though. He's got yeah, like a, yeah, got a nice jacket. I do, I do love, and I will, you know, scream to the high heavens that they are symmetrical uniforms again. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, 
I dislike the asymmetrical uniforms overall. And I, I, I dislike, if I'm honest, not being able to see a person's rank from different sides. And that includes TNG where, you know, you've got your pips on here. Yeah. But if you're, if you're standing, you know, yeah. here, yeah. then is that a captain or can I kick him because he's an ensign? Yeah, um, you know, you don't know. I'm surprised that no one's ever done that visual gag. Yeah, where someone's like, "Hey, fucking, hey, this fucking, commander. this idiot," and you, you get up to him and he, and he turns around and it's a captain, and you're like, "Shut." Um, no. You know, I I do like a bit of symmetry, um, which we all know Disco had the the uneven collar and the uneven zip and stuff like that, um, and it, it's not the worst uniform in the world. Um, but it, it's it's not my favorite usually. No, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like I like the discovery uniforms. I like I like what they did with it. I like when in season two when they just made the discovery uniforms look all tose. Like I loved those uniforms. Those uniforms were amazing. I'm disappointed we didn't get to see the actual discovery crew in those uniforms. Yeah, it it, it feels very weird because in in discovery they shout out you know the the first episode that you see pike or whatever when you go on to onto the enterprise they say oh and you've even got the new uniforms yeah you know the the discovery versions of the uniforms are looking very stiff so anytime anson mounts wearing one turns around he turns full body yeah kind of kind of yeah kind of like um you know uh daniel craig in his tiny suit yeah so I do, I do prefer the new ones because people, you know, and you can only really see it with Anson Mount, of course, and, and to a degree, uh, Una. They, they move a bit more naturally. Um, so happy with that. It, it does. Uh, do you want to know the minor fuck with the timeline of it? Go on, then. Um, Short Trek season two, which, you know, the forgotten season of Short Treks because they couldn't air it on any sort of streaming service because it advertised two different streaming services. Uh, <laughs> because they're idiots, uh, let, let's be honest. Worst um, marketing team in, in the streaming wars. Well, the, the creatives, obviously, all the people who like set up Short Treks don't know that they're advertising for Netflix and Amazon. So like, Let's do an episode of Picard in there to set up Picard and let's do the Discovery episodes and let's, you know, that that's great. We've done Discovery and we've reused the sets and we've we've set up Picard because Picard's the next big season we're yeah. doing. And that's really smart of them. What isn't really smart is the overall Paramount team going like, oh no, um, Amazon financed uh, Picard. So we can't have uh, the short treks on Netflix because it's advertising Amazon. And we can't have it on Amazon because Netflix financed uh, Discovery. It's Marvel so and Fox all over again, isn't it? It is. It, it's, it's fucked in the head. Well, you know, it's idiot people making idiot decisions um, behind the scenes. And it's not the creatives. It's not their fault. They, they should have someone step in and go like, or, or arrange at least, mm. you know, Tell yeah. you what, Amazon, do you want to just have this episode? I tell you what, Netflix, you're not going to have a full season, but we'll give you this. Because at the moment, it's like in, in territories like, like we are, it's like, oh, do you want to buy that on DVD? Because otherwise you're not seeing this shit. 
Yeah. And it sets up... Um... I mean, like, surely, like, you would think, like, regionally speaking, you would be like, yeah, we'll do it worldwide, but in America, yeah. we'll just... Because that's, that's like, their, you know, their, their whole marketing strategy seems just mm. to, to be based entirely around distributing in America. That's... That's not. It, it's, that's, it's real stupid for how not international. That's enough a solution for, for them apparently. No, but but in any case, what I was saying was um, the uniforms they use in stri- uh, the discovery or the short treks that are set on the Enterprise are apparently set. They say 120 days or 120 odd days after the end of discovery. So after this episode. And they are wearing the incredibly rigid ones that you see. Um, so, what does Memory Alpha say about that? Does it say like and then they went? Oh, I haven't looked. <laughs> and, then later, and then, and then later in twenty two, whatever, they went back to the old uniforms for a week. Yeah, I, I haven't looked. It, it is, it is internal to look at. Really, it is, you know, painful, painful shit. Really, sometimes Memory Alpha trying to. Uh, make everything that's on screen 100% canon and ignoring re, um, visual reboots. Um, but yeah, there, there's, a, there's a minor thing there, but again, who cares? Um, Where the hell were we in the episode anyway? Because we, we've gone so on we, so, so many different tracks. Now, at this point now, we're on the ship and now now we get to the point where we start meeting the rest of the crew. Uh, we, we hear a mention of a Lieutenant Kirk yep. and we, of course, make some assumptions at that point. Um, and we hear a mention of a chief engineer who we do not meet in this episode, but like we mentioned before, we meet him very briefly at the end of the episode. We meet both of these characters, but we move on from that. And mm. at that point, we then meet um, uh, Kamina Drummer. Yes. Well, <laughs> the, the, the lookalike. And to be fair to her, she looks different in motion. But when it was when we had those cast announcements, I was like, that's just um, Cara G from yeah. The Expanse, surely. Yeah. Um, you know, and but she's done like, well and she's she, got a, she she's like moved a, from sci-fi to sci-fi, totally. which she, a lot of people do. She looks like her and like we find out that she's a lot like her. Uh, you know, mm. later on in the episode, we find out that, you know, her colony ship was, was hijacked by Gorn, presumably on a Botany Bay-esque ship. Like there are, she was, she says maybe, maybe not, because her name is Tuvian Singh, and like she's talk, she mentions like later on when she has like prosthesis done, she has like some things going on where she can't have, she can't have an anaesthetic, so she. Well, it's not necessarily can't have, but she she definitely doesn't want. Um, so, so maybe she was asleep when her colony ship was attacked, and now she's got an aversion to falling asleep or, or some shit like that. Maybe, um, like, like if she or if she loses control, she may just turn into a Nazi. Yeah, I mean, I there's there's certainly no confirmation in, in this episode that she is an augment. If, yeah, if, she does, if she does, if she does have, for all we know, in the future, Noonien Singh could be like a Jones. Yeah, she she might have. Um, superhuman, let's say, uh, senses when it comes to someone attacking. Mm, um, yeah, she definitely seemed to sense, like, because some, she's something like, was fishy, something was fishy. She was like, there's something off about this. Yeah. yeah. She's like, shit's going on here. Um, we need to um, raise our shields. Yeah, man. 
and yeah, Pike, because he trusts his officers, goes like, sure, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, believe you. Good management um, style. Yeah, yeah. He he believes his people. And to be yeah. fair to him, if they raise their shields, you know, what does it matter? You know, yeah. these, these people, you know, they've never encountered a, a starship before. What do they know what shields are? Anytime I ever see discussion, shall we raise shields? I'm like, Always. Why don't you have them on constantly? Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Hmm. But also, like, you know, her backstory of being... Her, yeah. So her colony ship gets picked up by the Gorn. Yeah. Um, and she's obviously subjected to horrible things. We hear about some, like, throughout, you know, this is a pretty... The, the episode, you know, we have some darker moments with Pike, but then we get into this hmm. moment where we learn her backstory and, like, ugh. Like they slice them up or they turn them into fucking breeding sacks. And and she was the <laughs> last one and one of the weakest ones to survive. So that the gun must go through. Um, you know, you've got a plenty of meat on you. I will eat you first. Or I tell you what, you look like you can handle a lot of reptile yeah, you, eggs. Yeah. I I will I will fuck into you now yeah. and we'll have load load of eggs spawning you. in you. And then, um, and, then, and then just the and then little Kamina drummer there. She's well, what what they do is is they toss the weakest one out oh, as like a you know slap they in the face. Yeah, they put put them on a barge and send them into space, and they're like, no, you're you're. We don't think you've got enough meat on you. We don't think we, you could hold enough babies in you, um, into space oh. with you, and that'll that'll. That'll teach whatever. As well as being like sent off to like, you know, left for dead. Also like being told mm. you're useless. <laughs> you're, you're, you're useless other than like sending a message. You yeah. know, <laughs> we, we could, we couldn't eat you or fucking to you enough. Yeah. And, or, um, or, or no one will ever find you and you'll be floating in space forever for no reason. Bye. Yeah. But luckily, Una, um, so number one founder, in your and that's why. You mean I was floating in space for days before Iyalauda found me? <laughs> in proper belter, um, <laughs> belter style. But yeah, Una founder got her in, and presumably got her into um, Starfleet in the same way Rafi apparently got Eleanor into Starfleet. Yeah, and like they got the the. The little alien from uh, from Star Trek Beyond, I guess, same thing. Command has his yeah. privileges and everything. Yeah. So so Una got her on there, and Lana may or may not have an aversion to be put in this, put asleep. She definitely has, but she's got an aversion to. Um, yeah, she she Medical seems to maybe things. have some extra sensory. Thing, I yeah, would say at the moment. Or she's like, very she's very prone to combat. She is the version pretty, of Worf yeah. on this bridge. But also like, and I do think because there's the she's, you know, if she is augmented in some way, you know, we're you know, we're I'm not entirely sure that it's you know, so much about like not wanting to be sedated, not wanting to go back to sleep. Yeah. Or or as much as it is like just a general distrust of like medical procedures. Yeah. In general, especially you know. when Chapel is talking about messing with the gen genetics. Yeah. Right. How about you don't touch my genetics? I'm genetically superior to you. I think you'll find. Enough, mate. Yeah. So, like, there's there's the possibility of that. Yeah. You know, in in that character, and 
you know, if the, if there's one person I think we'll see more of, you know, th- this was certainly, if, if we're going to have a extra character beyond Pike, have one episode of them per uh, episode, like it's going to be, it's going to be a horrors episode next or whatever. This is definitely the La'an episode yeah, uh, or one of them. I, I do reckon we'll go back to her at some point this season. Yeah, yeah. like you know, um, we're spending so much time on this mm, character in the first episode. Like this character yeah. is, I think that we would do. We should definitely expect to uh, to to go back to this character. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know the, we, the 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 end of the episode. You know, not to jump ahead, sorry. is is Pike talking to her about you know. Oh, you know, if you want to be part of a crew or there's growth in space, if this episode is anyone's story, it's her and Pike's story more than anyone else. Una's yeah. in it for such a short time. Spock has his his fuck session or yeah. nearly a fuck session, but doesn't get to the, you know, yeah. it, it's more it's more their episode than anyone else. And we'll go back to Lana definitely, but it, it's it's definitely theirs. Yeah. But we we um, get we get onto the ship and else, get the rest else, of the crew. Who else do we meet? We also we meet um, we meet Mabenga and Chapel. Yeah. Is it Mabenga or Mbenga? Mbenga. I think it's Mbenga. Mbenga. I, I believe. Mbenga. I believe. Mbenga. So he he's he's a friend of Pike's. You know. Yeah. They they've gone you know camping or wilderness trekking together stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that. He's personable with uh la'ana you know he's doing yeah. whatever symbol this is to her because he inducted her and he yeah, seems whatever, like a personable guy means, okay cool yeah who knows I, I, I just recently re-watched like uh the tos episodes that he's in he's in it minimum okay yeah um, but like, i know he, he slaps spock slaps, doesn't he, he slaps spock, yeah like chapel slapping spark and then he comes in and they're all like oh what's going on and then Mbenga, Mbenga comes in and he's just like Oh, we're I'll get on this. Right, we're slapping <laughs> sweet boom boom, and like you know, if we, you know, from from what you get in the in the TOS episodes that he's in, like he, in the first scene he's in, he comes in and Nurse Chapel is like holding Spock's hand, and like she stops before he comes in, and like I see no way in which he would have possibly been able to know that Nurse Chapel was holding Spock's hand, but he, he tells Nurse Chapel, and she's like, you know. You know, Spock's not conscious. He's in like a meditative state. He probably knows you were holding his hand. Um, and then you see him slap Spark, and then the next episode he's in. You like there's a there's it's it's an alien beautiful woman killing men by fucking up their DNA. And he comes in and like Spock's like, how did the autopsy go? And he's like, yeah, the autopsy went well, but like. Shit's fucked up. They go, mm, yeah. okay. So there's not a lot to go on. But from what no. you get from TOS, I guess you could say he's no nonsense. He's to yeah. it. He's, he's, he's. But see, again, he's if, if we're going to have, if we're going to have anyone from TOS in this series, it should be that sort of character who has minimal developments, but we know is on the ship. And sort of, and, you can like, you can, you can just like have like, have them be like a character the whole time. Yeah. You know, and I imagine that's probably what we'll get from Mbenga. Like he's, you know, we'll, we'll get some, you know, insights into his personality and. Oh yeah. 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 Um, Nurse Chapel has a and, personality. And, 
Well, before we go into Nesh Chapel as well, for, Sorry, for fixing the Umbenga and Bones, why are there like two head doctors on the ship? A, that ship operates 24 7. Why oh. wouldn't you have like two doctors on there? Um, there's either 200 or 400 people on that ship. You should probably have two doctors. And if they're only doing 12 hour shifts, that is, you know, Standard for some doctors, but yeah. maybe you want two two chiefs of staff. <laughs> you don't want to be like, oh no, our head surgeon is asleep. You'll have to uh, come back in in twelve yeah, hours no, time. Bones, the um, you know that guy in his sixties. Yeah, he's on all the time. It's 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 the same as you know in TNG they try and rationalize it where the the sick bay that we always see is the small officers sick bay but there's much bigger sick bays elsewhere honestly you know wink wink oh, yeah. nudge nudge well, to, to deal with that, the rest of the op- when they come into that room they always have like a heavy stride mm. like they've just walked across a large room but any, anyway you, you were moving on to um yeah, move on to nurse chapel who actually has a personality um, well, I like a, a personality that's not just a hundred percent attached to a man. No, where she exactly. had like the episode where she was like, "Oh, the love of my life, why are you now a robot?" Or Spock, why can't you love me? Yeah. <laughs> you Whatever. This nurse chapel has big finger guns energy. Yeah, you know, she's like, psh, psh, "Hey," and I like that. It's kind of dorky but cool, you know. And she's got a speciality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, she's she can she can rewrite your genome. Yeah. Which... I, I've I've seen it, and I have been trying to avoid it. As I say to to not bring any um, any other people's thoughts in as my own. But I've seen one or two people complain that you know, oh, then why did they go down to planets and say Spock was Asian if they had this amazing um, nurse chapel technology? And where did this come from? Maybe Kirk was a knob. Well, not, not only like, that. In the moment, he's like, oh, my friend's Asian because he thinks he's being funny. Yeah. Not only that, we see in this episode that, you know, it barely works on Spock for an yeah, hour. Yeah, it barely. Bar- <laughs> <laughs> just did it. He's like, honestly, we'll just, just, I'll just say some racist shit. Don't bother mm. with the genome thing. It never fucking works. Yeah. I'll just well, come up and, with and some and racist And as you say, racist shit because it was made in a different time. Yeah. You know, it, it's where you could have a green skinned man next to you and just go like, Oh yeah, this dude, Asian. I, had, I, I cool. I've got a friend who's like never watched Star Trek, and him and his missus have, have just watched TOS. Mm. And they they were saying like there were some moments where we, where we were going like wow this was brilliantly ahead of its time, and there were some other moments where we were just like hiding behind a pillow. Yeah, and like yeah, it it's it can be um, interesting sometimes. Let's say. It can be a bit yikes. It, Enterprise established that Flox had, you know, he would make people up surgically or yeah. he would stick shit to their faces like, you know, actual production-wise happened. He would stick shit to their faces and they'd just wander into a town yeah. as people. I don't that, necessarily um, understand why they couldn't do that. In this episode, it's like, yeah, we're going to no. rewrite your genome. It's like, I mean, can you just put some, like, yeah, just what just glue shit to my face. Like, yeah, it, it's the trouble of having having aliens that look very human but aren't human that are just shit stuck to their face. Whereas if 
if they had like a third eye that looked around, you'd be like, oh no, well, you definitely, you can't do that through makeup or you can't do that effectively through makeup. Let, let's, let's do that through the genome shit. You know, it, it works a lot better and it almost links into... Uh, but in where were we of, anyway? Uh, um, so characters, where do we go? So, so we've done Mbenga. We, we have a minor thing on Ahura. Um, Ahura's just pointed out as like, oh, the cadet Ahura. Yes. And um, she but, she does this thing uh, somewhat later in the episode where one of the aliens they abduct wakes up and she's just talking to him in the turbo lift and she's just like, well, yeah, I know about your. Um, your version of racquetball or, or whatever. Yeah. And I heard the best game of racquetball in the past was this. And he's, he's just having a chat. You know, yeah. she's put it, him completely at ease from him being abducted by aliens in, in his mind. Yeah, man, because she checked out their Wikipedia. She, she yeah, like, yeah. found out about this sport. She went on Wikipedia. She was just, that's probably what she had. On, like, I believe she had a clipboard. I'm picturing her with a clipboard. Mm. She had Wikipedia up on an iPad. Yeah. And, you know... Seems like an incredibly personal person, and you know, I'm sure we'll get an episode or two of her in the future. It's just that she was barely touched on this this week, which is you know, fine, whatever. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm, yeah, totally like looking forward to, to, to finding out more about her. Well, I mean, yeah. fine, like we already know a lot of stuff, but like, like again, there's only so much progression that her character can have. But I mean, that the movies have done her. The, the TOS movies, which were a fair bit of her character, if we're honest, did her a bit dirty, where it's just like, I'll tell you what you'll do, Ahura. You'll barely know Klingon, and you will strip to attract men. But like in, in TOS, when when the communication console explodes, she crawls under there in workman's uniform. And, you know, the, there's no hint of that in the movies. And I, I hope we see more of her being, you know, Obviously, a cadet working her way up, yeah. but being showing her yeah. that she can be more capable than yeah. just taking off her top and reading a book of Klingon. We get it in the Kelvin movies. We get Uhura being, yeah. you know, queen of the nerds. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, you know? Uh, I definitely don't think we'll do Uhura uh, Spock in this. No, I think, you know, that's, uh, that's a... Uh, that, that relationship, I, I suppose, is probably special to the Kelvin timeline. That there's Ortegas, Ortegas on the helm. Yeah. So, like, Ortegas uh, and she's fourth in command. So, what's that? What was that? Because there's she's four foot tall. There's, she looks she's short. fourth in command. Oh, fourth in command. <laughs> no, in she, she, the, the, there's Pike, there's Una, there's Spock, there's um, Laan. And then when all of those are off the ship, then it goes to Ortega's. So when, um, again, we, we know more about the command structure of um, the Enterprise in, in Strange New Worlds than we ever know about Discovery, really. Yeah. But when all those guys are off the ship, she's in the chair and she says, like, when the alien that gets abducted is running around, she's like, it always happens when I'm in the chair. You know, we, which yeah. is a very, you know... That alludes you, you to had... like a um, some history. Yeah, I'm guessing that we're not going to get like a uh, a young officer who's kind of still figuring stuff out. Like this character seems nah. to know what the score is to an extent. And she seems to be a bit of a quip or comic reliefy 
style. Yeah, glib, um, glib type. Yeah. Uh, kind of like what we got with uh, Sulu in, in Kelvin, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that. And um, she's certainly the, the there's obviously um, helm and uh, weapons control up front. Yeah, and... so it's a different setup to what we get later in Trek. So like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Helm and weapons, and then navigation. Yeah, and the 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 woman Ortegas is sitting next to, I think, is a bit of a non-character. Yeah, uh... like we get like I've got a note written here. Um, obviously, it's not ops, but I've got ops written here. Yeah. I just put ops is doomed. Yeah, she's gone. Really she's doomed. Like yeah, like. To use naval parlance, she's, she's got the black spot. Um, look, just quickly now, before we get back onto Ortega's, I'm just going to quickly check out the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could get a Strange New World episode where they hold up a mirror to a planet that has too many streaming services and it's impossible to watch things in certain regions. The horrific universe that I, that is, really, oh uh, if we're honest. Some dystopian planet. It's, yeah, it's life, Captain, but with too many streaming services. <laughs> and they've moved from cable, and then things were glorious. Yeah. They had Netflix and yeah. all the platforms, all, all the producers put their stuff on there, and then they ruined it. Why? Don't be like us. They were so close to peace, and then they they changed everything. And then then they had you know, so, so, and then we had the streaming wars. Ah, yes. And then it became World War Three. Yeah. Well, the, the streaming wars changed to the eugenics wars where people augmented themselves so they uh, could wait. catch more streaming services. There's they the got metaphor. VPNs inbuilt. There's the metaphor. We yeah. Have, that's what's going to be in um, Kamina Drummer Noonien Singh's episode. Yeah. When she talks about the eugenics, her ancestors that were in the eugenics wars, and it's all just going to be a metaphor for the streaming wars. Uh, but so we were talking about Ortegas. Yeah. Who, who it, seems like the, the fun character of, of the series, um, you know, yeah. or at least the quip character of the series. Yeah, the badass. I've got, I've got them written down as tough Tom Paris. Oh, hopefully she's not Tom Paris. I, I'm, a, I'm a great hater of Tom Paris. Um, I, again, I'll try not to get into it, but Tom Paris is a dickhead. He's a massive every man. every day of the week. That guy takes, 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 um, and decides. Well, you I know, mean, everyone on the bloody crew can't be perfect. So far, everyone's awesome. Maybe Ortegas is a sleaze. Maybe I hope not. Round I hope she's out. not to the level of Tom Paris. Jesus Christ! So well, someone's got to be the sleazy one. Yeah. Maybe it's um, the engineer, the I mean the blind Ina. Maybe he's the yeah. easy one. There we go. <laughs> um, so we get get to that, um, and then we get to this. So after we've met all the characters, Spike has, has made his Spike makes his speech to the crew, saying what the mission is and everything. And yeah. Very, and and then we go from that into. And he's um, a fucking downer, isn't he? Totally. Really? Like, if we're he, honest, like, he he's he's like, so consumed about him dying. He's like, and no one dies here today. Yeah, man. Um, like he feel, it feels like he's putting a brave face on, and it feels like it is taking a lot out of him. Yeah, 
And what I was saying before about Spock, Spock picks up on that because they've got that history. You see Spock just like turned his chair and when everyone's turned their chair back and they started working again, Spock is like, what the fuck's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> I need to have words with you. Yeah, absolutely. And and they, and they do have words. And mm. and, Sp- and, and um, Pike, I keep like, in, because we're talking about Spock and Pike, I keep accidentally say, like wanting to say Spike. That's that's a couple names. It's like um, Bradgelina or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like from like before there was Spurk, there was Spike. Hmm. Um, But in in Pike's um, room, so they they go into Pike's room, which is a bit bigger than the TOS sets because sets now can be a bit bigger. Um, Uh, So we go from so so we're in this we're in this like conversation with with Pike and Spock. And, it, mm. and it's at, at this point now where Pike is is telling Spock about what happens on Boreth. So yeah. like, so like, like Pike's been like keeping this shit in, mm-hmm. you know. And he tells Spock, and I, I love that line of like, you know, when Spock's like, "Is it, you know, is it soon?" He, like, he says like, it. He says it's in about years. ten years. Yeah, in, like, in ten years, he's like, "Is it in, in ten years? Is is that soon?" Like it's like it feels much sooner now. I know it's ten yeah. years away. And like it's <laughs> just it's such a fucking like ugh, it's such a like you you feel throughout this episode that like he does have this like thing hanging over him. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, it, it it is good thematically for the episode where he's like, you know, I, I know about I've seen death coming. And for the planet, I I can see your death coming because, you know, my planet went through that in the past. If I can help you avoid it, then I'll help you avoid it. I know know what you're going through, like, textually. Like, like, you know, I can cite sources, but I also have, like, an emotional perspective on on what, you know. And yeah, it's a uh, he's he just you know first episode in you know even after just like I I honestly think that you if someone didn't watch Discovery season two you could go into this series and you can you just get this feeling that this mm-hmm. character is a is is a full character like he's, yeah. he's fleshed out and there is a lot of depth going on yeah. I, I did have a, have as one of my main, main like minor complaints of the episode that it has to retread a bit of discovery to get to where you need to be. But the, the exposition is a is like yeah, exposition is a fact of life, man. But you but you need it for you know discovery season two was a good number of years ago, and a lot of people quit out before discovery season two. If we're honest. Um, or before the end of it, we're gonna be, and a lot of those people that cut out, uh, probably were probably tempted to to jump in and watch Strange New yeah. Worlds because it's, you know, it is presented as being, you know, a lot of the, you know, what a lot of people complained that they weren't getting out of Discovery. Yeah, they they've done well on marketing it. Uh, you know, they've been pushing marketing that is. You know, oh, there's single stories that, you know, are complete in an episode. Um, you know, it's back on the Enterprise. It's all the things you love. 
Um, yeah. they, they've done a lot of that marketing up front, really. Which is, um, which is funny because, like, that. like a lot of like you know, you go back a few years, and the Kelvin movies were being advertised as like not your granddaddy's Star Trek, yeah. But now, Stranger World is like this is kind of like your granddaddy's Star Trek if you want it. Um, so where do we get to? So we've we've done everything. So now we're into the mission. Yeah, so so the mission is we, we we've realized that it's not the the they thought maybe or Una maybe thought that the planet was developing a warp drive, but so it's not a warp it, drive, so it's a so warp they've done the, bomb. They've done the, yeah, the mirror timeline first contact scene where the Vulcans come down and hmm. Zephyrin Cochrane shoots them. Yeah, uh, kind of close, kind of close to that. Yeah. I would say it's it's kind of a it's a it's a very TOS conceit where like oh they've got like a, a warped version of warp technology, uh, but like it's it definitely kind of feels like something that would they would maybe do on the Orville, and that's just because the Orville yeah. is doing that kind of episodic storyline where we take why do we take this concept turn it on, the, on its side a bit? And well, it, then, it's it's very it's very Orville and very TOS. Yeah. Uh, you know, two parts of a planet that are at war and our, our, our stupid heroes have bumbled into it yeah. um, because they're, they're idiots at some point. You know, so it's, um, I'm not good at episode names, but episode, maybe it's Operation Annihilation where um, the, there's two halves of a planet and Let they are... Let that be your last battlefield. No, I'm th- I'm thinking the one where it is, um, I you know, and th- this this does have let let us let this be your last battlefield. But the the planet where they are, they have a machine that calculates a war, and then they just walk into suicide booths. <laughs> oh, you know, it, it's it's very that there's there's this ongoing struggle going on, yeah. and the crew just lands themselves in it because they're idiots, yeah. um, and and they they don't get out of it because it's General Order One or Prime Directive. Um, yeah. Because you know, because the TOS crew didn't, you know, the, in TOS times people were renegades and they just did what the shit they yeah. wanted. So and, there, was, <laughs> there was this very kind of next generation discussion about, like, you know, uh, the the parameters of General Order One of non-interference and, like, because of what's happening on this planet, the stage of development that they're at, which is about where we're at now. Yeah. You know, uh, like, are we okay to interfere? And like, mm. the, basically, the way that it's resolved at the end is like that because essentially, it, basically, it's it's all a bit messy. It's yeah, all a bit messy. You you weren't necessarily allowed to interfere, but you weren't not allowed to interfere. Yeah. So so, so the 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 general gist of it is um, that this planet saw through telescopes or whatever the end of discovery season two apparently one au so one sun away which doesn't make sense but you know breeze past it the battle at the end of season two of discovery where it's the section 31 ships that have been co-opted by control that has been co-opted by the future ai versus discovery and um, the enterprise so they, they've seen through their satellites or whatever all this happening and they've gone like, oh shit, we've made readings now of a warp drive and we're going to use those readings yeah, to make yeah. a bomb. 
Then, and like, it's... How do I put this? They're at the same level of development that we are. If but anything... they see an advanced technology and they immediately yeah. make a weapon. And I yeah. struggle to, um, like, come up with a way in which that wouldn't happen here. You know, it definitely speaks to, like, a metaphor about, like, you know, humanity and yeah. turning... I mean, it, it's, it's a fantastic metaphor. The metaphor of the episode is, like, Maybe maybe Earth could be better right now if we stopped yeah. shitting about and fighting each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are, like, you know, my, some of my favourite moments in Trek is when a one character is giving a speech to another, but they may as well be staring directly down yeah. the barrel of the camera and, mm. and, and saying it to the audience. Like, yeah. Um, and you know that that's what this episode is where it's like you know shit happens from now in in the star trek universe in the star trek timeline shit happens from now yeah but maybe you could because we know and because we're shouting at you to maybe avoid this shit um you know maybe we can and you know yeah. hopefully we can avoid will Maybe I'd prefer thirty percent of the population not dying. Yeah, we hopefully we can avoid the the what what um, is implied to be the inevitable conclusion of of all of this. Yeah, mm, maybe. Um, so we're 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 on the planet. We're we're learning about this situation. Then we we mm. are treated to real nice comedy of errors. Um, with disguises and bleeping metal detectors and uh, just a lot of stalling for time. I, I've seen, um, I, I can't remember who, but maybe we can answer a, a person in the, in the group commenting on the episode that they didn't like the transporter changing people's clothes. Um, do you yeah. have any strong opinions, yay or nay? Um, that's fine they did it in the Batman 1960s series they go down the flagpole it's basically that they they went down the transporter flagpole TOS TOS, from from my recollection of of, um, unfortunately an episode title that I can remember Menange A. Troy um, that they strip clothes off people through transport you know I, 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 I don't care that much because it, it seems to make sense if you can transport anyway and it saves on production costs if we're honest it, it's it's a production cost saver in that you don't have to dress people up in certain fucking clothing to go into a room to then be magicked away to a planet you just go oh they wear their main uniform all the way to the transporter then they go onto the planet and they're in this magic They've got a different hairstyle. They've got different clothes on. So I, I don't care that much, if it's, I'm honest. It's, it's I did, I did, honestly, I didn't even think about it. With the amount of, like, ridiculous transporter shenanigans that went on in the uh, in this episode, I think that mm. the outfit change is, is, like, easy compared to what beaming a g- g- genome sample into a... Yeah, into, into someone's eye. Into someone's eyeball. Which it, L- Lieutenant Carl must be the uh, O'Brien of his day, really. He is like he's shit hot on transporters. He's like, no, that's never been done before. Yeah. Okay, in five minutes, I will get it done. Mate, I just fucking fired DNA into someone's fucking eyeball. 
Mm. I have the shit. I bet his fucking YouTube, like, live stream of like, oh, they said I couldn't do it, but I did this. I bet his gamer YouTube stream compilations are yeah. fucking amazing. Which, you know, it makes sense that the reason why we keep seeing Cal in 2S is because he's a good transport yeah. room chief. He's a good um, he's a good engineer. But and that's why he has no personality, because he's like, listen, I am oh, yeah. on the clock. I'm here, I'm on the clock, I'm beaming shit into people's eyeballs. Yeah. Scotty is the version of like LaForge and um Kyle is the version of O'Brien where well, yeah. he knows so much about transport is he's like, oh, can it be done? Yeah, I can get you to a mirror universe, I I'll suppose. Um, you I'll know, I'll, I'll work it out or, or something like that. I'll figure it out. So yeah, they, they get into the facility anyway. Um they go down. Um, um and they, we, they find Una and we find Una, Una and science officer. Um and like they like I'm I'm confused okay. about about the um the setup going on there with their imprisonment because these are aliens and like their being imprisoned just isn't how it's just not what the X Files showed me about what happens when aliens get caught down here. Yeah. Like, like it definitely feels like there should have been a more of a quarantine setup. There should have been more like mm. tents and shit. Guys walking around in hazmat suits. Yeah, it's a bit Small weird that you can just get elevated down to uh, down to them, really. Yeah, like there should there definitely should have been more of a quarantine setup. Yeah, but maybe this planet, maybe the maybe planet Kylie Minogue didn't have a COVID, so they don't have good quarantine yeah. protocol. Yeah. I, I like as well that they didn't they didn't make um, Una and the two scientists, whatever, it is Lieutenant Key and whatever the other one is named. They're, they're, they're not trying to just, they're not wasting it out or trying to like just be rescued. They're, they're trying to Shawshank their way through a wall. And Spock's like, yeah, this would work if you were higher up. You know? <laughs> so it, it's still the Federation way of like trying to escape yourself if you can, or try yeah. and set up your escape. Yeah. Um, but but don't be surprised if you're if you're two hundred feet underground that you're not yeah. going to be able to be transported out. Yeah. So 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 we get so we get you know, the two scientists out there. Um, people spot we, them. We, we get, they manage to so take them all down because on, they're, on the, they're on, fucking on combat. The, on the escape, we get little flecks of like um, where Una's like. When and that's when we find out how the the these people have gotten this technology, mm. and she's like, Una she, says, you know, we we like, can't speak can't. about this in front of her because yeah, this is not, classified. Yeah, classified as all hell. We can't talk about that. Yeah. So like so then so like we you know we find out that like they are trying to kind of uphold that like you mm. know keeping the everything that went down with control a secret. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if whether or not that kind of conspiracy will grow. The these this kind of there is this secret thing, you know. Lan finds out about it. I wonder if more people find out about it. I wonder if the whole keeping of control a secret mm. um, becomes becomes a plot point. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll see 
the return of control. Hope not. Same. We we did we did evil AIs for Discovery season two, um, Lodak season one, Picard season one. Well, you know, it, this, if, this if we don't is, go back to it, then I'm 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 this, happy. At the this moment. series is episodic, so I I think that yeah. you know having control come back for an episode would be forgivable. Yeah, I, I suppose for for an episode, I just don't want a, a season of, of that sort of uh, oh, God. stuff again. God. So yeah, we 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 have that thing. Um, Pike and the rest wrestle a group of scientists down. Yeah. Learn about um thing, and then Pike says, "You guys beam up. Spock, stay with me. You're alien enough looking now yeah. that you've you've your genetic altering has worn off because it was shite." Um, that I, I love that whole like when he's just like. When he like in a in a very calm and very vulcan manner just said, the pain is unbearable. Yeah, and, I'm... and then just went, sorry guys, excuse me, I've just got to, uh, like he was bur- like he was about to burp, just uh, yeah, uh, mm. <laughs> like oh, love which you can understand why you know this is just like <laughs> that was excruciating. Doesn't he yeah, say or something like that? That was excruciating. Yeah, you can understand why this technology wasn't like used in a lot of track. In that you need to put people asleep to to augment them because it's incredibly painful. And if they wake up, if if the augment wakes like stops when they're awake, it is incredibly painful as well. Yeah, man. Like when they when in TOS when when um, Kirk gets done up like a Romulan, I bet they're like yeah. before, and it was just like, should we do the genome thing? And Spock's like, honestly, mate. I wouldn't. Not worth it, oh, man. It's not worth it, mate. Don't bother. Mm. Stick some shit onto your face. Yeah. So, like, we, we get to that point, and Pike's decided that um, because it's Starfleet's issue that these people know about warp, yeah. they're going to be like, you know, it's kind of our issue to fix. So he does the old take me to your leader. Yeah. sort of shit that you know and that's that's again that's a that's another callback to uh to the davia stood still you know Clark yeah. comes down and he's in a lot of ways um you know when when he is taken to to their leader the you know the the sequence that we get where where pike is i wouldn't say being an intermediary but you know he, he well, he's not at that point he, he's only talking to one side isn't he really yeah. he's he's doing the old yeah you as the leading power don't want to start a war but he's only talking to one side yeah. um, and he's doing the old you know elephants when they fight they only trample the grass and she's like yeah but we've got a bigger stick and you know if, if we don't use our stick then we're going to turn into the grass so um, it, it kind of needs that both of the rebel leaders, uh, the rebel leaders and the leading government or whatever in the same room, as well as projecting it onto every screen. And and that's and is that when so he meets the he meets the leader first, and then they engage in talks, and then he joins mm. them. Is that what happens? Right? So he 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 sees the leader. Um, they engage in talks and the leader's like, no, I'm not believing any shit you say. You know, we've got a big stick. We're going to use our big stick. Yeah. He calls down the Enterprise. Calls down the Enterprise. And again, like, again, that mirrors the day the Earth stood still because that's, that's, that's what yeah. R2 does, you know? 
he says like i've got the biggest stick and you know transport me up and we're gonna work out how to deal with this and then come back and and then Um, and, and he gives that speech where he shows um he shows footage um, yeah, well, so shows, he, 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 come, he comes the, back. He shows um, the footage of us, man. He yeah, he, he comes back when the, the leading authority and the um, the rebels or whatever, for, you know, for want of a better name, are, are fighting in a room. And he comes down and says, like, oh, shit, sorry, sorry to interrupt. But, you know, here, here's what happened when my planet decided to keep fighting amongst themselves yeah. we had a, a civil war which went went into a genetics uh, eugenics war which went into world war three and by the time we were done with it 30 percent of the population was gone you know you're you're dead uh and he shows all these images to them and then and like oh some of, like and what what did me in was um when he's showing footage of you know, the shit that went down in the 21st century, some of the footage they shows yeah. of, of the January 6th insurrection, you know, as, as you know, an example of, of mm. heating up aggressions. And it really just drives home that point of, like I was saying, like he's talking to these world leaders about, like, this is the shit that you are heading for, but he may as well be staring directly down the camera and talking yeah. to, the, to, to us now. Saying like this is this is the kind of shit that we that we are potentially looking forward to, and and you know if anything he's talking to our our world leaders rather than their world leaders, 100%. you know is the is the point of it, and you know it you know and while while the episode is hopeful and a resolution is met, you know it it fills it fills one with a mixed sense of hope and dread, you know? yeah. I mean, by, by the time he leaves them, he says, you know, um, because he's linking it to him seeing his own destruction. And he's saying, maybe your destruction is as set as my death. Yeah. Um, but then he says, I, I, I even wrote the quote down, like perhaps somewhere all your ends are as written as my, written as indelibly as mine but I choose to believe your destinies are still your own. You know, you can still change mm. compared to, you know, this is your future. If you don't change, please change. And he gives them the option yeah. of join Starfleet or blow yourselves up. And, you know, it's sad, but uh, it, it's not our issue. We've tried. Yeah. And, and they thankfully go for like the old, um, they, they thankfully choose to not blow themselves up. Um, you know, always a good choice. Um, I, you know, I hope that we will make the same. Uh, so where do we get up to? So we're, we're doing, so we're up to Pike's speech. Pike's speech. He's, to... He says to them, you know, uh, I would join the Federation or you're going to be fucked. And they well, decide. In a way. It's just like, like yeah. either. We're either not gonna, you're not going to be help, fucked by us. You're going to be fucked by yourself. Help, help us help you or mm. you will kill each other. Like it just this is what you have to look forward to, and like again, like, like we've been saying, like the speech, um, you know that that you just quoted, where he's he's talking about them, and he's talking about himself, and he's talking about us, um, and yeah. like honestly, it's just 
such a wonderful level of writing. Truly, yeah. depth, many different levels. It, it also introduces to, to Star Trek, I'm pretty sure, the idea of a, a second civil war where, you know, a civil war led into the eugenics war, led yeah. into World War Three. Mm. You know, we, we look around now and I, I suppose we're supposed to know that at least one eugenics war happened in the 90s. Um, it was but, with that sheep that they cloned. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we look around now and, you know, it's easy to see that, you know, may, maybe there is a second civil war on the way um, well, I mean, because the Americas are, are fucked. To, yeah, exactly. Like, holy fuck. I mean, we, we live in England, you know, we yeah. have, you know, we in England and, and in the British Isles and, you know, we, we have we have our issues. Hmm. Um, but America, America, America's got some issues. Oh shit! Yeah, um, ben... my mum's my American. My mo- a majority of my family are currently in the United States. Honestly, it's whenever I talk to them, the subject tends to to just focus on the socio-economic issues within America because it's what they're living in, and they are very heavily publicized. Um, and you know, without realizing it, a lot of issues in America do tend to have knock on effects for the rest of the world. You know, the shit that goes down in America, it's, it's like being really into a TV show. It's something that we check up on. Yeah. I mean, there, there are people doing podcasts about America the same way we're, we're doing this about, um, strange new worlds. Yes. I was air on the um, someone news front, and that you know, news. yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. and that you know, the the same way as any piece of news or news organization for you know whatever. Um, I, I don't agree with one hundred percent of the set of what they say, but you know, it, that that's news. And if if you're only watching someone that agrees with one hundred percent of what you say, you need to watch no, different shit. But, but like the thing with some some more news is. It's presenting American news in what I believe is the appropriate energy, which is uh, like the frantic rantings of a man losing his mind as he tries to make sense of the world going on around him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a man on the edge is, is Cody. Um, And and the, you know, if, if uh, Pike could present Cody's breakdown in real time. Yeah. If like that could, that whole like meeting with, with, Pike and the and the two leaders could have gone completely different if he was like shaking them like don't you see the leaders are looking at like <laughs> why is there why is there a puppet on screen a lot of the time yeah, like, oh you puppet, just need to live with it why is there boars because boars were really serious yeah, you know what? in the 21st century um but yeah we we thankfully see this civilization on Kali Minogue um 279 yep. turn around and they decide that we don't we don't see them enter the federation specifically, but they they start um, studying and learning about the enterprise and you know pieces around that, implying that they're they're moving towards being a federation member, um, I suppose. Mm. So you know things look up for that planet and that they go well we're not alone. So why the shit are we bumming ourselves? Because you know we've got minor differences maybe. Big big. Um, big week for uh, people joining the federation kali minogue and the borg are all federation members you know it's it's how um 
It's how it's supposed to how work. How everything works now. Yes. Like, that's how it's supposed to work. You know, joining, cooperation, building, growing together. Yeah. Right? That's how it's supposed yeah. to work. It, it, it's how it's maybe supposed to work, but, you know, the, the old Borg thing joining, you know, I have to, you know. Oh, but that was another thing that on. made me cry. Really, you 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 were crying more at Picard than I was. I I don't know what it was, but like because I cried watching Picard, I cried watching Picard hug you, and then I cried when the Borg joined the Federation. I didn't cry when. Well, they they have joined provisionally. Big spoilers for Picard. Fucking Wesley crushes in fucking Picard. I didn't, no. I didn't cry. Come I on. Did, the Wesley Crusher scene, what, what does that add? What does it add? I, and what, 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 did, what would Core do the if, if Crusher wasn't the there? The only time I have ever been happy to see Wesley Crusher. No. <laughs> oh, I do not I like it. I, I do cry. not like it. I didn't it. cry when I saw Wesley Crusher, though, but I did clap. I clapped. I don't know why I had an emotion. It was an emotional reaction. I, I do not like it. And, and while, while we're talking on Wesley Crush, and apologies because we're diverting from um, Strange New Worlds, yeah. and anyone who is like, oh, he is Shill Wheaton, oh, I'm fucking sorry that this dude who's being pr- paid to promote a series in, in a show that has been revolutionary to his life that is being loves. positive about, that yeah, loves. that he loves is being positive about that series. You know, even if everything in that series isn't golden. He's he's not a shill. He he's the same way he's like tricky. Yeah. Well, that and you're literally being paid to, you know, do stuff. That's not the definition of a shill. I'm I'm sorry, but like if you're like it'd be the same thing as like a person on um children's TV being like don't like this next cartoon, you know. Yeah. Stamping out a fag, being like, "Nah, th- this is this next one is shite." Honestly, right. <laughs> um, it's like it's written I, for kids this summer. He's not a shill. He's just in part of that. Well, you know, yeah, are you yeah. so are you so dense that he's like that? Anytime he smiles when he's talking about um, Picard or Discovery, you're like, "Oh, this this fucking idiot." No, he's being he, he's of course being paid. He's part of that universe. He likes it. He was part. of it. he's an ongoing part of it you know you have to be a fucking idiot <laughs> you're like no um get fucked will wheaton is like one of us can't yeah. turn on one of your boys a, a, a guy who was religiously bullied um during his like yeah, um formative years and you're just like oh my god they chill the why don't we he didn't go full fucking the kid who played anakin skywalker and get arrested yeah wait what happened to that guy a bad shit. Yeah, obviously. Oh no, I'm thinking of the kid from Flight of the Navigator. He got oh, he, yeah. he went to jail for holding up a liquor store. What a shame. I like Flight of the Navigator. Hollywood yeah. chews him up and spits him out. Yeah. Um if you're if you're so against Will Wheaton that you will go on message boards calling him Shill Wheaton, grow grow do up, you know, you know, know get a life, you know move I, on. Do you know what I do when I don't like something? Nothing. Yeah, I don't do anything. I don't engage. I don't. I don't take time out of my day to seek out a platform to go and voice my disdain for something or anything. We I, need to watch out because we're we're talking on. Um, we're we're talking here, and 
broadcasting it on, on we, we something that we might that eventually uh, not like. And, and that's that's the thing. If anyone does have any genuine negative criticisms, send them to Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will try and desperately. Um, I, I've a sent it to me on Facebook Messenger because I'm always there apparently. Or I'll I'll, I'll see if um, Mate It Show is still free on um, Gmail before the end of the episode and, yeah. and see if we can get that. Yeah. Oh, and then oh, and we can get a PO box, and then you cannot. People can send us gifts. Send me gifts, please. Definitely, definitely. Anyway, where where the fuck were we in the episode? So um, so, so they decide to join join they the federation. To or... Join the federation, and then we have a nice we have a nice meeting. We 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 meet Robert April again. Mm. They they have a cheeky debriefing. And Robert April finds out about the end of uh, Discovery season two. He's yes. like, I found about out about that shit, and um, um, but so, because all that is hush hush, we can't punish you for breaking. It, because now we know that Robert April and Laan know about it. Well, he he so. still says because because it's hush hush, we can't punish you for breaking General Order One because we can't admit to how they knew about warp drive. Well, they also say kind of like we're doubling down on it, so don't keep doing this shit. <laughs> we've yeah. we've stopped calling it General Order One, and we're calling it the Prime Directive from now yeah, on. We, can, we can't keep doing this shit. Yeah, we figured out a loophole for you now, but we have straightened out that loophole. So don't try that shit again. So I'm just on memory alpha now. Right? I'm just wondering what are the rest of the General Orders. So we have General Order One. No starship may interfere with the normal development of any alien life or so. And then it goes to General Order 4. Starfleet One of them ex- is you can bomb a fucking planet to yeah. death. I know that. Starfleet expressly forbids the death penalty. It's General Order 4. Then General Order 7. So these are the only... So those are the first three that I've got there. So what are the rest of the General Orders? One of them is you can you can turn a planet to glass. You if, turn um, a fucking planet to glass. Yeah, it, it is, and I can't remember I can't remember what the reason is, but it's like if there's a planet that is um, dodgy to to such a degree, you can glass that planet. You can just bomb the shit out of it. I I had some suggestions for some other general orders. So go for it. Okay, general order two. They who smelt it. Dealt it. Smart. I like it. Okay, General Order 3 is the five-second rule. So I can drop food on the floor, five seconds. Is General Order 4 that that can be extended to a ten-second rule? Uh, no, that there is a subsect, like General Order 2, subsection B, um, it allows for room for debate. Smart. I like it. Um, and then, wait, where did it go? Uh, and then General Order Three is related to like what is appropriate for like for like in a game of Tig, uh, like where is like safe. So like the bridge is safe. Okay. Yeah. Like, you can't t- you can't Tig or tag, you can't tag someone on the bridge or in engineering. Um, but like corridors, Jeffrey's tubes, uh, open game. Uh, turbo lifts safe, no tagging in turbo lifts. Okay, so that was general order two, three, 
five, um, and then General Order six is like a lot of like um, drink presentations, like when you make drinks, okay. like spirit to mixer ratios. So how, how how long down your list do you have to be to uh, glass a planet? Um, and again, I'm okay. just going based on I'm just going based on personal priorities and what I think is important um, to to the day to day life um, and maintaining ship life and carrying out your duty as a Starfleet officer. So that's what I've got for that. Yeah, I can I can live with all that. I can live with all that. Yeah. So yeah, Robert April says General Order One is is going to be um, properly enforced, and it's going to be called the Prime Directive from now on. And you know, the, there's the old quip where oh, that'll never stick. That'll you know, never that. stick. Oh yeah. Pike invite Laana to join the crew and say, you know, um, there were these seed things that we brought up from Earth during the Third, Third World War, and now they're big, you know, um, tree love, things. Big forests in space. Yeah, like, yeah. We should do that. We should be, we should be getting on that. We've got <laughs> plenty of space on this planet for, for fucking trees, mate. We don't need to launch them into space. We yeah, don't need musk to... We're going to fuck them up. We need to start planting trees on the moon. But I do, I do love that. Like, and then, like he says, like, we we sent trees up there just because we kind of thought we should, and then after the yeah. war was over, we didn't really know what to do with them, so we just kind of left them. Yeah, but his his point is, space is a place for growth as well, yeah. and that's growth of character and growth of personality. And although you've you've got this internal damage, you can grow to work with people in space. Mm. Yeah, um, which is which is all cool. Yeah, it definitely it to me that that attitude very much kind of mirrors a lot of what you see in like um, in like the spirit of like the navy man, you know, like yeah. the, the spirit of the pirate or the or the the master and commander, you know, go out mm. into the high open seas to 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 really find what you're made of. And yeah, it, and it reminds me as well of like one of my favorite speeches from all of Trek, which is. You know, Cisco explaining the nature of time to 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 the prophets, and he's like, yeah. you know, we're, we're about like coming together and finding answers to our questions and finding new questions. Uh, the, the the point isn't necessarily knowing the answers; it it's the the struggle for the answers. It's the friends we made along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and so much of TOS is, you know, you can't skip. The, the hardship of learning the answer or, or becoming a super being, you need to struggle through um, and become a super being through your actions, not because you've just been injected with, you know, super being A straight into your veins. You know, the, there is a hardship that you have to go through um, to become an enlightened person. And that's the same with, you know, the Civil War and World War Three, or Civil War Two and World War Three and eugenics. You know, we have to struggle to know the bad shit that we've done to learn from that. And ho- hopefully in real world, we can learn from the metaphors that we see on TV, including Star Trek, to, to try and beat some of that so we don't have to live through those struggles. 
as uh, I'm too, I will be too pudgy by World War Three to live through World War Three. I mean, I'll, I'll probably help out in the kitchens. Um, but of course, there is also uh, an extra meaning to that because this is obviously the first episode of a new series within the narrative of the episode, within with planet Kylie Minogue, with Pike, with us. You know, it's also reflected in that this is the first episode of a new series and we have a whole yeah. journey to go through with the with with this new crew how does the episode end i mean we we get a um we see hemna hemna uh, or hemma the anar yeah. um chief engineer beaming on board and, and we also kirk. see lieutenant, lieutenant kirk samuel come onto the kirk. bridge and it is samuel kirk kirk Very um our kirk's brother very, very cheeky indeed. Especially because we, we uh, saw the casting announcement, of course, of James T or James R. Kirk. Yeah, it's, 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 not the same, it's not the same actor. No, and it's God knows, I, I wish it was because... It should in, have been. It should have been the same actor because William in, Shatner played his yeah, dead body. With, with a dodgy moustache on. With a dodgy and, moustache. You know, and this guy's got a dodgy moustache. I like. I hope that it, that that it was a choice to not make the moustache look good. Well, that moustache looked like shit, so this moustache needs to look like shit. Yeah, but I hope that was a choice because that moustache looks gross. Yeah, it looks a, a bit like a um, not necessarily a paedophile moustache, but it's it's a weird half growth. It's not a great moustache. And in TOS, his his moustache is a, a weird. Horrible moustache, obviously, because it is a it's glued on. It's it's glued on yeah. for when they roll a body over for thirty his seconds. That's what yeah, should have rewritten his genome. Yeah, um, so so we get him arriving as a science officer underneath because you know chief of science is is Spock. So Spock is his boss, pretty much. I, I hope that there is more of a point to his character than this one fake out guy. Oh, I think I think we've got it because we we know we know Kirk is it eventually in this series. Yeah, I mean, and I guess that's how, how we get from one maybe, maybe because yeah. like like he's got captain stripes in that one promotional image, and then that one like bootleg image, someone filming from the set. My thinking is time travel episode. Uh, I I think they'll probably retcon because I, I was trying to find it before we started. Uh, I've got the auto bio of uh, Kirk and you know all, all those that were printed except for the Spock one. I haven't got that yet um, in paperback form because I'm an old man clearly. Um, and there it talks about the previous ships that Kirk had served on, and I believe it's the Farragut. Maybe, um, as a as a commanding officer, you know, uh, or a chief lieutenant, or something. Um, and I think they're just going to retcon that. So he was, he got a a battlefield promotion or whatever. Yeah, he was on the Farragut, and someone died, and he's battlefield promotioned up to the the commanding officer, the, um, you know, the captain of, of the Farragut. Yeah, I um, think he was midshipman, I think. I think yeah. My memories, 
I think, because there was still, it was the 60s, so they're still using old Navy terms. In TOS, they have two different ships that he had on. He was previously on just before the Enterprise. And they, I, I, I believe, because I, I did minor research, you know, a couple of weeks ago of, of what ship Kirk was on before mm. Enterprise. And there's two different ones, depending <laughs> on what TOS episode you, you look at, because TOS, you know, barely skates having its own canon. Really? Yeah, they they couldn't like <laughs> they couldn't go on to the internet and double check mm. shit. I, I end up in a lot of discussions about mm. um, things not being canon, and I always remind them, "Listen, mate, if you if you think that this disrupts canon, you haven't watched enough fucking Doctor Who, because." Over here, we get that canon yeah. is a fucking loose structure at best. Well, I, I always think with, with Star Trek as well, TOS is, and TOS especially, is barely canon, at least in my mind. You know, where uh, Roddenberry himself said, you know, when he, when he started doing the early season or the early season or two of TNG, if there was something that he wanted to make canon that flew in the face of TOS, he'd be like, nah, TOS, you know, that counts. So you're like, well, why are we so hung up as, you know, fans about canon when TOS in the creator's mind sometimes isn't canon and TAS isn't canon up until the point it is again? People, you know, people, you, people obsess over minutia. You know? Yeah. And God knows I, I do it as well. You know, I, I like a uniform and a ship more than uh, more than you probably should. Um, but I don't like. Yeah. I think I, I I think that there is a um, that there is a, a je ne sais quoi of hmm. what is appropriate to discount as as continuity. Yeah, like and it's. You know, and it's it's a if, lot of... if 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 Spock turned up and he was Klingon, you'd be like, "What the shit is this?" That's not um, okay. But yeah. if it's things like um, like like one that always kind of does my head in that like goes against General Order Four, which is the um, not being allowed to talk about the Talos incident under penalty of death. Like, yeah. I think, like, even though within that episode, it is a, it's fairly central to the plot of the episode that they're not supposed to be talking about it on the penalty of death. Mm. But I also think that that's a perfectly fine thing to ignore because, like, penalty yeah. of death's a bit fucking extreme, guys. It's, yeah, you've got to live with a lot of this stuff. And if you can't live with it, that, if you can't live with minor retcons in sci fi, then, then maybe. Sci-fi and you know fantasy aren't your genres. You know yeah. maybe you want natural history. Or you can go fucking Grant Morrison style with Batman and just say, "Listen, it's all canon. It's, it's all canon. canon. Even even the things that don't make sense. To even each the other. things. Yeah, go yeah. full Garrick. It's all true. Mm. Even the lies. Even the lies. Especially the lies. My recommendation for anyone is justify canon in whatever way. That, that takes up the least amount of emotional energy. Mm. Like, if you're getting upset, don't. 
Rationalize you know, I... it up its own ass if you have to. But yeah. just don't fucking stress out about it. You know, if you want to, if you want to headcanon stuff, that that's fine. You know, but I love headcanon the, stuff. This chip, this. I love hearing weird. I love hearing random yeah. people's weird headcanons. There's there's people out there that you know are are so against any sort of change that they are they'll hate anything immediately after. You know, people when they they saw that uh, Strange New Worlds TOS bridge version, you know, are are so against it because of the the color of the ramp or the color of the support being orange and not red. And you go like, you know, have you ever seen paint before? Paint paint can go on stuff and and make one thing a different color. So so why why don't we you know we we talked about the episode or, yeah. or you know whatever why, why don't we move on to like our, our hopes for the season let's say or no let let's do I, I don't have much for this section but references and other crap. Well, we had obviously we had um, reference we had the the communicator. We had references mm. to the Gorn, you know, which which makes sense because as far as I remember, when when we meet the Gorn in the TOS episode, they're all like, "Oh shit, it's the Gorn." Well, the the TOS um, arena is apparently first contact Starfleet proper has with the Gorn, mm. so it, it's it's a bit early, but you know, fine. It's the first proper first contact. Obviously, we get to bring, you know, some some you know references there. Yeah, Hor- I mean, the whole show is the horniest Vulcan um, that we that we know. Um, yeah, how no, about like, how about down, the map? Down to clown from the start. Oh yeah, she she's after she's after everything, isn't she? She she's Vulcan, but seven years is uh, you know it comes around very often. I'm thinking. <laughs> My my the way I rationalize that because I just refuse to believe that that's a thing, um, is that like seven years is the mating breeding urge. Yeah, but like they they must have natural. Oh, no, carnal urges. They have they, to. They don't only fuck every seven years. They they fuck in uh, between, but the the desire to fuck is you know insatiable. Every seven years, they they like absolutely need years, to. Yeah, every you know, seven years, do this sort of thing. Babies. Yeah, that's, that's it's, we need to make babies. Yeah, it's this. It's the Vulcan equinox. It's the spring festival. Forget about societal pressure for like having kids. You know, they don't need any of that on Vulcan. It's just like, oh, you wait, seven years comes along, you'll at least want to do like this sort of um, stuff. And yeah, then this sort of stuff they comes onto babies, you know. We we do get a, a, a fair bit more info on like the the cycle because it's like oh, to bring you're wearing mating clothes. And That's it's like, what I'm thinking. Okay, like, this episode yeah. must be roughly seven years before mock time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, I mean. Okay, let me try and work it out because no, I reckon it might be fourteen years. 14? Because when you when you think about it, when was Discovery? I, set? I thought Discovery was set like the first season of Discovery was ten years. No, but think about it. Pike gets Pike gets irradiated 
um, almost ten years away. Right. Let's. let's so have he a he's like he's, he's like made fun of memory alpha a lot, but let's check. Let's see what I, memory alpha's saying. I've I've got a timeline for for half um, for the end of Discovery and then the start of Strange New Worlds here. Because when you think of it, if Pike is saying, you know, I'm going to get irradiated in in, in almost a decade away, mm. then it ne- at least needs to be a decade away before the menagerie. I see what you're saying. So maybe two mating cycles. Yeah. I don't think that necessarily fits either, but it's closer to two than one, or at least has to be more than seven. So maybe to Pring's gone like, she's gone seven years and she's like, She's pushing on eight, and she's getting hornier and hornier, you know. Well, maybe, she, maybe, maybe the the traditional mating clothes that she's wearing, maybe that's just a signal. Mm. You know? I did, I did like um, in the Vulcan restaurant where it's the waiter comes around when they're kissing, and he's just like, "Not here, please. <laughs> this is far too emotional. <laughs> Do this at home. Leave." You know. Yeah. Like the, the does, prudiest. Because he does say the star date in the episode. Mm. I, I, I remember that. He says two completely different ones that are off by um, like 100 or 1,000 days. Oh, God. Yeah. Because it might be referencing TOS dates were, were fucked up. D- dates were all over the shop. Mm. Yeah. So while, while you're searching anyway, yeah. I've got the... Um, map pulled up when they when they show the um, the map of Starfleet and systems that they've bumped into that had warp drive and they've amalgamated into the Federation and ones that they haven't. You can see Cardassia and Bajor next to each other. Obviously not in the Federation. Um, uh, I mean, they're close-ish in the yeah. grand They're about as close as we are to like the second closest star system. So, like, to us, it's far, but to yeah. warp-capable societies, less... I mean, they're, they're worryingly close to the, the main federation, um, considering we had a war with Cardassia at some point. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I mean, maybe there was just, like... I mean, you know, uh, just comparing it to, to the, the the real world, you know immediately what comes to my mind is like Japan had a um, a long period of, of non you know not allowing interference from the outside world for, for yeah a long time well that and presumably Cardassia was ahead of us for a, yeah, a fair so, bit of so time maybe maybe it was a case of like you know we couldn't we couldn't get there they, they wouldn't, yeah they didn't they wouldn't let us um I can see Talos I can see um Oh, Trill, I can see. So Trill's apparently quite close to us. Um, I can see a couple of Starbase 9s and a couple of the other named Starbases. Kind of um, sounds, just by going off what, what just just upon my recollection of Star Trek Online, I think they're going with the Star Trek Online map. Yeah. So I think they're going with the, the generally accepted map where, you know, the Klingon spaces... Um, East or, or uh, southeast, you know, if we were looking top down, um, 
Volk, uh, the Romulan space is northeast. Okay, so, um, the, so just going by, sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah. But just going by what I'm reading here, um, just going by the star dates spoken out loud in this episode of Strange New Worlds and Mock Time, they are set 1,000 years apart. 1,000 years apart. Yes. Just going by what, what I'm reading here. But, so, so, yeah, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's fantastic. Star bases, yeah. uh, star dates sometimes. Yeah. Um, on the star map as well, there's a Denobula that is right next to the Romulan Empire, which there's been a, a theory floated before, um, and I might have spoken about in the group that the reason why we don't see Denobulans after TOS or you know TOS or beyond is once the Romulan Empire started, you know throwing shit around is Denobia got absorbed yeah. into their space. Um, so that there's a good number of planets that are, are named planets that we're supposed to know in the, in the maps, but I, I'm not going to go through them all because, you know, time's too short and my uh, resolution is too low uh, of the, of the copy I legally acquired from Paramount Plus. Um, and plus uh, it's not even a 3D map. Like, how much could you possibly glean? Yeah. Space, space in um, in Star Trek, other than getting to the edge of the galaxy in TOS. So I presume it must be 3D space because we've just gone up um, is the only rationing for that that works. Well, the, the funny thing about, like, like the show, everything being set in 3D space, like... Mm. In Wrath of Khan, there's that moment where, like, Spock reminds them that they are in 3D space and they can go up and down. and But the, still, the ships are still, like, perp and he just, like, instead of, like, yeah. going sort of perpendicular, they still just drop levels. And so they're still, like, they're not on the same plane, but they're still on the, they're still sort of uh, parallel. Yeah. They're just they're just moving up and down different planes instead of like going full like you know, you know moving around in the space like. It's it's one thing that Discovery did um, very well in its first season. It's the first time you see two ships meet. They are completely off angle. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you're like, totally. oh, okay, um, one of us is the right way up. <laughs> yeah, and, and and yeah, that's yeah, that's that's. How I like I would imagine that shit going down. That or yeah. you know, you know, you stick to you go to like the expanse logic and like two ships mm. that are like in battle with each other are actually like fucking just miles and miles and miles and miles away from each other and they're just you know yeah. they're sending bombs that are taking, you know, two or three minutes to get to each other. Um, um, so we get to the so we get to the end of the episode. How we've done the end of the episode with, the with the any the references. We've, we've done like some references and we've gone off on a tangent on references. Okay. I think we get to the, to the end of the episode and then we get the preview for the next series, for the series coming up. Did yeah. You, did, you, did you catch the preview? Did you... Were there any uh, I, tr I try not to watch it too intently because I don't want too much of it spoiled for me. Right. Um, I will say, like, a, a couple of things that stood out to me. Yeah, is, go for it. Um, yeah. uh, Ahura 
is wearing mm-hmm. a uniform variant that has the loose neck. Yeah, I saw that in the trailers as well. The more classic, yeah. rounded um, female neck version. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a there is a fight scene with um, uh, uh, I guess Vulcan halberds. Um, okay. You know the the weapons from um, uh, a mock time. Uh, yes. Yeah. I seem to remember Spock fighting someone with a Vulcan halberd in okay. a uh, white uniform. Mm. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. So I'm just going to make sure I'm doing... Okay, so here we go. Nice, yeah, so nice view of the ship. A lot of people in uniform looking all good. Some, like, uh, what looks like a, a meteor... Uh, an asteroid or something heading for a planet. I guess that's 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 a good one episode thing to deal with. Very yeah. TNG ish. A lot of people looking at each other very seriously. Or Ortega's making a quip. Um, EV suits. Um, Tell the, the, the same EV suits as Disco. I noticed, yeah. or very similar to very the Disco similar. suits. Where they, yeah. I think they've what they've done is they've they've taken like the overall like pattern of the EV mm. suits from the TOS and they've just made it a bit tighter and slicker yeah. and shiny. Which, which to be fair, if they were going to take any sort of um, costume from Disco, I'd rather they took the spacesuit rather than try and make a TOS style. Oh, it's a orange fabric. Or it is a a whatever. I like the you know, I like, just I a like, weird fabric. I like the TOS space suit. suits. Yeah, they 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 wouldn't fly nowadays. So you know, if they're going to take anything, they might as well take the uh, the 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 EV suits from Disco. Oh, okay. So the the shot where I'm picturing Spock having a fight with someone in a white suit. That's because. Mm. Just before the shot of Spock having a fight, there is a shot of Nurse Chapel. Uh, okay. So there are two separate shots, but yeah, he's he's fighting a, a, a what looks like a dude. Couple shots of Spock clenching his fists, feeling some of those pesky human emotions, um, and then some fun shots of the engineer and Mbenga in like some sort of local cultural dress, and 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 the engineers. Physically emoting. Okay. I, I do help, hope next episode has a bit of focus on Hemmer or Hemner, um, the Is chief engineer. Hemner. It's Hemmer or Hemner, um, the chief engineer. Um, we, we do need a bit of focus, you know, and this episode probably did good not having him on the ship because it, let's say, he needs a, a bit of an introduction on because he's an alien race, we need to have a bit of time on him. Yeah. Um, so keep him off there for the first episode. There's a reason behind it. And next episode, we can we can have a bit of focus on him, hopefully. Anything else you're looking forward to? I know for me, I've, al- I've already said I'm looking forward to some more Klingon stuff. Like, yeah, so so why don't we do, like, hopes for the season? What what stories season. would you like and what series w- don't you I, want? I want? I want some Klingon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm hoping we get a time travel episode. I like doing weird stuff with time. I love a yeah. So it's some kind of time loop or 
you know, some kind of time dilation. I love shit like that. Um, in terms of like social issues, I would really like them to touch on some and not just like a couple um, drawn out throughout the whole series. I'd like us to, you know, to. I'm, I'm just, honestly, more than anything, I'm looking forward to seeing what the series has for us. I'm trying not to have too many hopes. Yeah. But just going off this episode and and going off the preview and from what we've been led to believe um i'm 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 looking forward to being surprised more than anything how, how much are you you hoping cuz i i don't know how long the season is i presume it's um around 10 to 15 episodes so um how much do you want existing races existing situations uh, as you know percent of that would you be oh, happy if it like... was less than 50 you know or, or do you want Klingons yeah. back in again Klingons like, Andorians whatever for, like, for 50 like, percent of the episodes I'm, I'm perfectly happy with a a 50 50 split hmm. perfectly happy with the 50 50 split because like like the the in terms of using things that we already have that's already baked into Trek, like, you know, like you say, races and concepts, General Order 1, Klingons, yeah. uh, you know, mentioning the Gorn and stuff. That is all mise-en-scene. It's, it's all mm-hmm. just, it's, it's the setting and, you know, it's the actual stories where they, where they have opportunities to bring in new stuff. So, yeah. I'm, I, you know, cold opens where the captain is in the middle of a negotiation with a, a race we already know. Cool. Opening mm. credits, onto a new adventure, meeting someone new. Like I'm cool, yeah. cool with stuff like that, 100%. So, yeah, nice even 50-50 split. I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. And yourself? I, I think because it's, you know, the, the series is called Strange New Worlds. I, I could I would probably err on the side of we're, we're probably gonna get Klingons because it's the it's the time for it. And it's Star um, Trek. And it and it's Star Trek. And you know, the the actress Mary Chief Toe. Yeah. Mary Chief. Um yeah, for like, Lorel, Lorel is still, it's still out there. She's still mother. Yeah. And presumably that that's gotta evolve before it gets to TOS because you know, not only is it it not referenced in TOS because, of course, it wouldn't because the stories were written um, sixty years afterwards. Um, but and also the, the empire like, is of a different set in structure. And, a, in and around ten years apart, and well, ten years—that's more than enough time yeah. for everyone to completely lose all knowledge about a subject whatsoever. I mean, just yeah. look at Star Wars. Hmm. But but the the empire in TOS seems to be a different structure than it is in um, the end of Disco. It's more like a, a um, uh, well, I, I've just um, listened to our Andy's podcast. Oh yeah, he just yeah. had an episode on Klingons, and it is, you know, um, like like his guest was saying, it's it's more of a a kind of a a militaristic mm. sort of. I mean, is it a militaristic dictatorship? 
who knows in TOS? It, it's very, it's government. very weird in TOS. Yeah, militaristic government. A, um, you know, in TOS, it's all an allegory for um, um, the fascist um, Soviet dictatorship. So, you know, the the there probably needs to be, or that there's space to do a bit of walking around from the Laurel situation and having a bomb in the center of Kronos um, to to where it ends up in TOS. And you can even, it doesn't necessarily need it, but you can even try and have a second run at explaining why the Klingons look, move from being disco Klingons to being TOS Klingons. You can have well, a second yeah, run at that. Like, like, like we mentioned, like you mentioned the, um, the caste system, Mm. And that very much feeds into what we learn about the Federation later in DS9 when, like, they're talking to when Bajor is toying with the idea of returning to a caste system. And they're like, yeah. if you do that, you cannot join the Federation. Like, it's yeah. a thing that we are against. I would be surprised if any Ash Tyler Section 31 stuff showed up in, in Season 1, at least. I doubt it. Um, I doubt it. There's opportunity for it, but because because Pike somewhat respects Ash Tyler, you know he let Ash take a shuttle off at the end of season two to to get the Klingons involved, yeah, and then think- Ash Tyler ends up in charge of Section Thirty One, the new Section Thirty One. I, I don't think it's going to be in this season. I mean, like, if if we do get any Section Thirty One, I think it would be cool to maybe get some more. Um, Mirror Giorgio, you know her. Well, her maybe she history. ended up. Yeah, maybe you she know? ended up in this time frame. Maybe she didn't. We don't know maybe. where she uh, kind of crapped out on. I think it'd be cool if he literally, you know. I think it'd be funny if, like, the you know, the Guardian of Forever was like, oh, he was so vague about like where he was sending her, and then he takes her and he's like, yeah, I'm just taking you back to where you were. That's fine. Yeah. I just do it. I just do it. like Michael, but if she knows where you end up, she may come back. I do. Yeah, she'll ask you to pass messages to um, yeah. Ash Tyler. Yeah, Vok. <laughs> do you still like me? Yeah, heart, heart. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to be certainly a season one, but you know, maybe I can see them straying into it for a season two, having. Bringing um, Clem Fandango back for an episode. Sarek, I, I can maybe see being part of it. Sarek, that um, would be, be cool to get some Sarek in there. That'd be, that'd yeah. be very cool. Um, I don't know what else. What else could we have? Because like it's it's the weird thing with prequels, isn't it? Because like yeah, like there is there is a uh, there is a, a limit to what we can potentially see. Like we can't have all-out war with the Cardassians. No. We can't, like... No. We can't have Romulans in any form, really. Like, which is a shame, because, like, I'm, I, you know, I like the Romulans, and I feel like the Romulans have been, like, underused throughout all of Star Trek. And more recently given a an unfair shake, probably, in the times that they are used. Yeah, although I will say I love the Romulan tattoos, the... what. Like that. Oh yeah. I um, I need more Romulan. Oh nine. Yeah. Honestly, like because what does it for me with that is in the the countdown graphic novel how those tattoos are explained, Mm. and it's this 
like it's explained as like this Romulan grieving custom where they yeah. put like henna tattoos on their faces and then as the henna fades as does the mourning period yeah but obviously their 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 home has been completely fucking vaporized so, so they, they really tattoo they, themselves they, they, they don't henna them, themselves that, yeah. that pain is never going away yeah um and like it's like like it, like that is probably the best usage of the Romulans, in my opinion, in any way. And it literally took up two boxes mm. in a panel uh, in a yeah. comic book. And like, I just like that aspect of their culture. I just think it's just so beautiful and deep. And it was just, and it's just kind of a throwaway thing in a graphic novel. And I just, oh, I just think that you know, if that was a real world custom, I'd be like, that's kind of beautiful, man. But yeah, that, it, you know, it verges on the the tattooing your ex's name on yourself uh, because but, because you'll never live without her or whatever. But yeah, yeah it it is a bit a bit more beautiful than that, a bit um, a bit more poetic, yeah. a bit less longing for than yeah. that. Honestly, and I I think this is just because of a podcast that I've, that I've been listening to, a podcast series. Um, probably mm-hmm. my second or third favorite podcast. Last podcast on the left, definitely a recommendation. They're doing yeah. a series on Blackbeard at the minute. I want to see some space pirate shit and some Orions. So oh, I mean, yeah, some they, Orions. They, they they the Orions are around, you know. Totally now. get um, some space pirate shit in there, man. Yeah, like a real kind of like you know old school like master and commander ship versus ship tete a tete. Oh yeah, you know, and I'd like I'd like some cool submarine battle stuff. Yeah, do you, do you want to know the the one character I want from TOS brought into um, into this is Gary Mitchell. Oh fuck yeah. Because we have this whole thing with Gary Mitchell with the first episode of TOS. You go from him being like, he, he's Kirk's mate, obviously, his best mate. Uh, but he's a bit of a joker for about five minutes. And then they hit the edge of the galaxy and he turns into this weird God. megalomaniac god with shining eyes and all that. And he has the, you know, I'm not joking, Lee. Um, yeah. sort of thing so have him in this and establish him as a character so then when you flow on to if you try to watch these in chronological order then you'd have Gary Mitchell sad. built as a character yeah. and then you'd go like oh shit Gary Mitchell is now like the character that I now like yeah. uh, he's not just a throwaway for five minutes he's a character and now I feel like I've lost yeah. him That'd be cool um, if, they could, if they could bring Gary Mitchell in and make him like a, quite like a light-hearted character that you just kind of like, yeah. like a hey, hey, it's all cool. Like make yeah. him like a character that you just kind of like as a, as just like a guy. Have him joke with Lee, and then yeah. when in in um, where no man has gone before, he's like, "I'm not joking, Lee." Yeah. You know, that's the oh my just god, like, this isn't Gary Mitchell anymore because he's yeah, not joking. Totally. He's he's completely different. He's not the Gary Mitchell I love. He's he's this god now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that's, you, you that's, can do that shit in that's, this. That's some good writing, Mike. Yeah. I'll, I'll submit writing. I'll submit a, a story draft to them and it'll be uh, thoroughly ignored, of course. 
Well, you just need to to suggest that you play Gary Mitchell. Well, yeah. And then they'll be like, ah, we'll do it. Do, you, do they want a, um, a a 30-odd-year-old English guy playing Gary Mitchell, Kirk's yeah, best mate? Yeah, and then you know? we're like, if anyone says, well, well, in the original series, he was uh, things in American. And then yeah. you just say, listen, it doesn't matter. This is how it is now. Yeah, man. Sarek one was British. Sarek was British in the Kelvin movies. Robert April is black now. The transporter chief is Asian. I'm English. Yeah. Get over it. That's a direct quote from the episode. Yeah, as it should be. And then everyone's like, "What do you mean he's black now?" <laughs> yeah. But I think that honestly, this first episode, just keeping it light, no pressure. Allowing ourselves to make mistakes. I don't think this is going to go on for as long as it's gone on tonight because tonight we're yeah working we, out. We've done we've done we a lot of the out. setup of the universe. Yeah. We're the setting up of the universe of the show and also of Mate It Show, and we are working out what kinks we need to iron out. It's all good. It's how we learn, you Absolutely. know, if there's if there's one thing we should know from track it's you know being able to learn from your stakes or learn from others and, and build and improve and yeah we will do that in time yes except accept that the uh, the original vision is a working process oh yeah we'll, we'll never be perfect but we will um strive for betterness of, of ourselves and whatever yeah That's we so. won't let what happened to those that came before us befall us. Or we will. Or maybe something. What was the moral of the episode again? Um, don't blow yourselves up. Yes, we won't blow ourselves up. Yeah. And you know how, how perfect a time we are? We've got, uh, we've just moved on to less than one minute left. Oh shit! Um, quick. Uh, the last thing. So, I, I think I really need a haircut, and I think like Anson Mount's haircut as Captain Pike looks quite good. It looks pretty smart. I mean, he he's gonna have to dye his hair before he gets uh, Delta rays put in him because he had darker hair then. But you know, yeah, maybe man, that's man, man, maybe that's, maybe that's an effect of his face melting. Yeah, it's going to be like, uh, in nine years' time, it's going to be like, hold on, I reckon it's time for me to die. I need to dye my hair. Um. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you want to dye your hair? Oh, you want to go to this place? I, uh, I was going to say, oh, you want to you wanna dye your hair? You want to go to this place? I go, what they do is they bombard your head with Delta radiation. Until your hair changes colour. It's dead good. Right. Oh, that was fun. Live long and prosper, motherfuckers. <laughs>